Safari from the future here. I just want to say sorry for the delay in this episode. I had it nearly completed on time, but ran into an issue that caused all the saves that I had to become corrupted and utterly and completely unrecoverable. Tried for a few hours, uh, let some software run overnight to try to recover it, just not possible. I use this as an excuse to move away uh, from Audacity, the program that I was using before uh, to edit, and I have since swapped to DaVinci Resolve. It's been pretty easy to pick up, but there is still a learning process, and I'll have to get back into the groove of things before I can get back to my full editing speed. Uh, so thank you guys for your patience, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Gethic's Rest, episode number 19. I am a guy named Spari. We are joined by someone. I, I thought fact. you were just going to like Hello. let the suspense roll of like, is there a guest? <laughs> oh, you, you never know. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes, we're joined by Birdfax. Hello. Hello. It's, uh, it's an exciting week. Yeah. You know, last episode, I couldn't really think of a title. So I was like, you know what? The calm before the storm. I think, you know, Summer Summit's going to have a lot of stuff in it. Some people might not like it. But uh, I think it's going to be an exciting time or uh, a time for people to rage. So that's what I named the last episode. And I don't think I was entirely wrong. The Summer Summit, in my opinion, was very good. But I've seen a lot of negative feedback online. I wouldn't say my feedback of it is negative. But I wouldn't say I'm like as hyped as I was after like the, the most recent Winter Summit. Though, mm -hmm. to be fair... Most of the things that I was excited for in the Winter Summit didn't happen. Like, I think the yeah. thing I was excited for the most was the idea of a new prayer book that was like super game changing and exciting. And then it just it just didn't happen. So, you know, forestry didn't turn out exactly as I would have liked. And it got split into two parts, which pissed me off. Well, if we look at uh, the Winter Summit, right, the roadmap. We got Secrets of the Secrets North. Secrets of the North went hard. Was yeah, good quest. good quest. Fantastic. Official account builds got scrapped. Yeah, completely scrapped. Bounty Hunter is okay, but it's not exactly it's not, what people were hoping. And it's not anything that I was ever excited for to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, Forestry is fine. I don't think it's that bad of an update, but... A lot of people really I, like it. A lot of people really don't. Yeah, it's very contentious. I think and then I also Desert think Treasure it's fine, too, but it's not didn't get the I new wanted. prayer book, which yeah, was like the big thing they're hyping. DT two received a lot of changes over time that I disagreed with, um, mm -hmm. a lot that I agreed with. Um, so the, quest, uh, the bosses are sick, though. Yeah, the bosses are great, um, but just kind of the all the changes and all the iteration on stuff over time just kind of made me less and less excited for it. Mm -hmm. It was still it still is a great quest, but the lead up to it just caused it to become less and less exciting because yeah. of the changes that they were making. Yeah, I I, I, I can agree with that. Um, I still think that it came out fantastic, even if we didn't get a new prayer book. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, I think the new prayer removing the new prayer book was probably like a healthy idea for the game because the new prayer book didn't really I mean, as they eventually admitted themselves, it didn't really meet the standards of being different and unique. Because it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to do that. It was just power creep. Yeah. So, which is something they said they specifically wanted to avoid with the new prayer book, is yeah. they wanted it to 
maybe have some elements of power creep, but also be like a different option that you use in a completely different way, which just was not what was happening at all. Mm hmm. Um, we've kind of, you know, gone into this a little hot, uh, jumping right into it, but let, let's, let's cool it a little bit and, uh, talk about our weeks. What have, what have you been up to, Bird? I'm fucking know. What have I been up to? Um, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of playing Baldur's Gate. Um, oh God. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about that, we finally got that bonus episode up on Patreon. Yeah. I imagine we'll probably do another one when we get further into the game. Um, yeah, I think once is, we beat it, we'll do another one. There's definitely some stuff that I forgot to talk about that also pisses me off in that game. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ended the recording with, hey, let's go play Baldur's Gate. Or I was just like, let's end the recording and play Baldur's Gate. And you're like, okay. Um, and like immediately, and immediately upon getting in, I was like, like, fuck, I forgot to talk about this thing that fucking pisses me off. Yeah, like three or four times you're like, oh, there's this thing I should have talked about. And like, I was like, yep. <laughs> the, the game's good. It's really it's good. It's really good. But so good. it has many small flaws that aren't like a huge mm -hmm. deal but it would be better if they weren't there yeah yeah but uh no this is this isn't a Baldur's Gate podcast yeah. although you know that would be fun uh so someone the other day said i should do a D, D podcast one of my coworkers, and i was like i don't even know what i'd talk about in that but that sounds fun but my my time's already taken up with doing this and work and running two D, &D games a week so Skill issue. I can't just do more podcasts, although I'd love to be able to do that. I mean, did he mean like a live play podcast? Did you get him to clarify or did he just mean he didn't like... clarify? No, he's just I like imagine most people when they we, say we were texting. So. I imagine most people when they say D&D podcast mean like a live play. Maybe. I don't know. I am not prepared enough in my games to, to do a live play. I like to think um, that I would be able to pull off a live play, but I probably couldn't. Yeah. I would like to the problem. The problem with trying to do a live play is that not only does your DM need to be on it all the time, so do your players. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, your last campaign and all the campaigns I've ran, there's you know, a, that's a lot to ask. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. <laughs> and as much as I'd love for my players to be that on it all the time, it's just mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really happen, which makes me sad. Yeah. So I'd love not, to do a live not play at some point, maybe, Regal. because that would perhaps curate a group of players that, you know, I then have the expectations of, of being in it all the time. That mm -hmm. could be fun, but I think finding that group may prove somewhat difficult. And then also yeah, finding the time for it, and then finding the time to edit it, and then finding the time for all this other shit that you need to do in order to have that happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it, ugh. Yeah, and for a live play, you really need players that like can get into the RP kind yes. of stuff. Even if they're not doing like funny voices, you don't need to do a funny voice. Just, you just need to be yeah. engaged with the story that the DM is the story. Not even just the story, but like the world that the DM is trying to present. You just need to be engaged. Yeah, what's, the, with what's the term that um, Matt Colville always uses? Is it ver verisimilitude or something? I don't remember. Yeah, it it's like the, I haven't watched the, the Matt Colville video in a while. I binged so many of his videos at one point, and then I just they're so good. Yeah, he, he I like it, the way it, he talks about the game. If you're ever wanting to get into DMing as a DM, that that made no sense. If you're ever wanting, if you're wanting to get into D and D as a DM, yeah, as a DM, uh, Matt Colville has a series called Running the Game, and you don't have to start from episode one, but you could. Um, you could just. I would recommend it's like a hundred. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes peruse the episodes and just find part he all the videos are pretty well titled find things mm -hmm. that you're not sure you're comfortable with about dming and he probably has a decent discussion about it yeah 
he he does a good job of like easing players into DMing and like it, it, letting you know you don't have to make your entire world. You don't have to be like you know the the person that's able to to run these big epic battles. You can start small and 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 really just work your way into it. Yeah, but you can also start huge, but just be careful. Mm-hmm. It's really up to you. He gives you the tools to do it. Anyways. But, uh, yeah, what, what have you actually been up to um, besides Baldur's let's Gate? Let's see if I, I... Let's go to my collection log screenshots. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did some Winter Todd. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing Winter Todd because I need the guys I've probably said like a thousand times on the podcast at this point. Long-term goal is to get to 95 fire making so that I can do shades and get the zealots outfit and then get a shit ton of prayer XP from all the shit I have banked. Um, I got the Phoenix. Uh, yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I have like four. I had like four million fire making XP and like 30 winter Todd kills all solos max points, but like still. No tome, um, but I got the pet. So I mean, is tome really that useful for an ice iron? demon, baby? Okay, dude. <laughs> who's bringing fire spells for ice demon? Speedruns. Get that. Gotta, gotta get running. that. Uh, gotta get the harm staff and the tome of fire. Absolutely fuck him up. And and your spell look swapping mm-hmm. on the on the of course mage cape. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always liked having the tome of fire and the bryo staff for alking, just because it's like, haha, I'm saving nature runes, which doesn't really matter, but it just is cool. And that's also something I've been doing. Is I have been. I don't like grinding mossy keys while I am on my computer because it's boring as fuck. But it's a great activity for when I'm at work and we're not fucking doing anything, which happens very frequently. So I've gotten like, I don't know how many Bryophyta kills recently, but it's somewhere in the range of like 10 to 15. Um, Slowly grinding out that essence because I've had a master clue sitting in my bank for months and months now that requires the bryophyta staff so someday i'll get that um that's that's really it nice nice i think i've had a similar somewhat uneventful week depending on how you look at it i'm gonna redo that one i've had somewhat of an uneventful week depending on how you look at it um in game i haven't really been doing too much um i've just been doing skilling i think I think we already talked about it on our last recording. I got 99 fishing. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that must have been on our last recording already. And then I don't I really haven't been doing too much. I just sold like claws and I had like a ring of endurance and some other random garbage venator bow. And I sold all that so I could get um, a void waker. Wow. Because I want to use it for TOA. It's a bit better than claws there, so. That's going to be fun to use. Uh, I'm also going to use it a little bit for anti-PKing while I'm finishing out 99 Prayer. But yeah, I mean, the the real interesting thing I did this week, you know, by the time this episode comes out, it will already be out. But uh, I was a guest on XP Waste. Wow. Uh, Their co-host Michael was away. And on their last episode, uh, they're like, hey, yeah, uh, Michael's going to be away. So, uh, haha. Submit your applications to be a co-host. And I sent Oxy a DM, you know, somewhat joking, somewhat not joking. We're like, haha, uh, where do I put my application for a substitute co-host? Haha, unless. 
Haha, unless. Um, and he goes, I'm not mad that you asked. I'm not even mad that Michael reached out and said, Hey, Oxy hasn't found a co host yet. You should hit him up. I'm mad that he was right. And I was like, Oh, no, wait, no, 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 no. Michael didn't say anything to me. I just was responding to the joke from the last episode. Um, so yeah, I ended up being, uh, substitute michael for that episode it was a it was a lot of fun we talked for like a a bit over three hours i think about the summer summit so if you want my thoughts you know right after the summer summit happened you can go listen there but had a little bit more time to think about it and And now i'm sure bird and i are gonna have different opinions now i'm going to scrutinize everything you say yeah we you know we're a little more uh, cynical over here than we are over on the, uh, the games industry podcast. has ruined me. <laughs> I hate yeah, games I've, now. I've, uh, you know, I'm not a part of the games industry at all. I wouldn't really I, say I that I am to, either. I just have a degree that's relevant. I didn't go to school for yeah. that. So, but as an avid game enjoyer, seeing uh, games just get shittier and shittier. Uh, I shouldn't say games have gotten shittier. The no, they practices have. of studios have gotten worse. There are there are still, you know, diamonds in the rough, but I would definitely argue that on average, games have gotten worse. I think AAA studios have gotten worse, but I think the indie scene has really gotten much better, which is what I mostly play outside of RuneScape. I don't even know how true that is. Listen, it was true for a long time, and then RuneScape has taken over my life. Well, okay? no, I'm saying I don't know how true indie games on large getting better is because the easier that it's become for people to develop games the easier it has been for people to just vomit out garbage if we we look at all of the games but i think there's a lot of like really good indie games that exist now been for years okay yes that's true I'm talking about I, 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 I was specifically referring to on average games as a whole, I think, have gotten worse. And I think I'm right because <sighs> there's so many fucking games coming out all the time now. Maybe. But there's still plenty of good games. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah, think I don't know. every large. time I look at the like uh, new and trending tab on Steam, I mean, a lot of it's horny, you know, porn games. But there's also a lot of like really cool um, indie games that are in there. Um, like it, right now, like the fourth game here is some game called Paper Planet. Don't know what this is, but it looks kind of sick. It reminds me of some some cool Flash games I used to play back in the day. I kind of miss that era of like Newgrounds Flash games. It's because you could just you play know? games for free, and they were it's cool, true. But I feel unique, yeah, weird. I feel like there's a lot of like really neat ideas because people didn't really care about making like a viable product. They're just like, I want to make something cool and. Maybe people will play it. Yeah. I don't know what Kill the Crows is, but you'd probably hate this, but this looks sick too. Uh, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about this old podcast school is about us making fun of old school RuneScape instead of the entire games industry. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, by the time this is out, the XP Waste episode's out. You've probably already listened to it, you know, knowing our audience. But I if haven't. you haven't, you know, go listen to that episode. It's really good. I had a ton of fun and shout out to Oxy and Michael for letting me be on the podcast. But I think I think we can talk a little bit about what's happened update wise this week before we, want to talk we about get this into, week's update first. 
it's pretty small. Yeah. There's only one there's a, thing that really yeah, there's matters. There's a big change in here. There's a big small change. There's a huge change that 99% of players will not see or probably care about. Um, I'd argue most people so would care about it, but most people just won't know it's a thing. Yeah, so there's a bunch of things about Dead Man, uh, upcoming changes to Dead Man, clarifications, blah, 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 Summer Summit stuff. And then there's in the other changes section where all tiny, the really big changes are hidden. Tiny, tiny little box here that they've decided to put these in. Mm -hmm. So random events that give costume rewards that usually give 500 coins to a player. If you already have the full outfit now, instead of giving coins, give you XP lamps. No longer is Genie the only one that gives you XP lamps. I guess Quizmaster could too with the box. No, that's actually but, new. Oh, it's new. OK, yeah. well, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, the the yeah, last gotta, sentence there, the Quizmaster mystery box and prison Pete may give lamps instead of coins as well. OK, well, cool. I already got the lamp then from Quizmaster. I thought that was just already a thing. Yeah, no, that's, so, yeah. that's new. Yeah, instead of giving coins, these events now give you XP lamps. So that's going to be Quizmaster, Prison P. And it's not guaranteed. Um, I imagine, uh, for example, the Beekeeper can give you an outfit. And he also can give you like 14 flax. Um, so you still have the chance of getting like 14 flax. But if you would have gotten a piece of the outfit and you already have the full outfit, instead you will get an XP lamp. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be your Freaky Forester, your Drill Demon, your beekeeper uh the grave digger prison pete like we said plus quiz master i think that's it i think those yep. are the only ones that give outfits but wh basically what this means is that you if you are a snowflake iron man your ability to lamp a skill has just like exponentially increased it's true and also if you're just a person your ability to <laughs> lamp a skill just increased yeah. by a lot if you like yeah, getting xp lamps from randoms there is now more randoms that do it yeah i just went into my random event hider plugin and turned off <laughs> hiding all of the those randoms whether or not i actually will click on them kind of just depends on what i'm doing because yeah. the good thing about Quizmaster or not Quizmaster, the good thing about um the imp and the genie is that it's really quick to get the lamps or I guess the book yeah, in the case like, of the I, imp, I'm going to be honest. I still don't want to do the fucking mime event. That shit takes for fucking ever. I will not do ever. the mime event. I did not unhide the mime that event. That shit takes so fucking long. I despise that event. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say mime also can give you this. Yeah. But I'm not unhiding the mime. I fucking The other hate ones are that quick event. enough that. Yeah. Gravedigger is like kind of annoying, but whatever. Prison Pete has always been worthless. So now he's like actually has any purpose at all mm -hmm. that event used to drop like actually nothing yeah so that's kind of cool um, now i can go step yeah. on some balloon animals maury in a uh, petscape was talking about uh being able to lamp uh 80 slayer on his uh <laughs> mauritania was talking about being able to lamp 80 slayer on his uh zaya locked yep. which Average. is a funny thing to say but uh yeah, so that he can get a whip without being uh one of those Zayas that you know has to go out of region hey to guys, be a slayer. I'm doing Konar, um, out of region, uh, but it's Konar Slayer, so I'm still a Zaya only, guys. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. It's it just feels 
Like, I, people already get shit for, like, wilderness onlys that do wilderness slayer, but it's kind of understandable. Um, but Zaya's doing Konar slayers. Like, that yes, the master is no in region, but all of the tasks you're doing aren't in region. Well, like, not that, all of them, just most of them. Okay, most of them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, no. Uh, they should just add Turiel to cool Zaya so you can Turiel skip. Change. Um, but we got some pretty cool epic changes coming up with the Summer Summit. Yeah, yeah there's some other small changes. Uh, log, ba- log baskets will no longer keep chopping logs when you have a full inventory <laughs> on free-to-play worlds, I thought was an amusing change. That's been a bug for a yeah. while. People knew about that. Yeah, we I posted about it in Petscape and was like, this might be useful. And I think no one really used it in there because you could only chop free-to-play logs in free-to-play worlds, but it would delete the logs from your basket, yeah. which is funny. Because um, it would try to send them to the basket, but the basket is a member's item, so it's not allowed to interact, so the log would just get deleted, is how I assume mm-hmm. it worked. Yeah, basically. And it, it, the the only use for it really is just faster AFK woodcutting. Um so not not that huge of a deal, but it did increase XP rates for free to plays a bit. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else no. too interesting. I they showed off these plushies from um, Makeship in the Summer Summit, and I really tempted to buy them. Which one? It's like a hundred bucks for oh, all four of them. All of them? I want all of them, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> I know they're like twenty bucks each. I think. I think they're like so thirty. It's not bucks that each. bad. Thirty. Okay. I'm tempted to get like uh, well, no. the Neve one. Or yeah, yeah, it is like thirty bucks each. They become like twenty five each yeah, once you when buy, you buy all, all of them. You get fifteen percent off, I think. Yeah, I'm really tempted to buy all of them. I'm just like I could just not buy like coffee for a bit, and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're they're cool. Um, yeah, the the wise old man is really silly. I love him. Yeah, I don't know that I, I really need any of those. I have a lot of plushies around my room, and they're all birds. So if they sold, like, a Criara plushie, I'd buy it. Mm. Well, you've seen um, the plushies yeah, yeah. that... Um, I know what you're about to talk about. Which craft makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to have some of her... Uh, some of her plushies. They're so cool. They're pretty neat. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the, the update... Uh, by the update, I mean Summer Summit. We talked a little bit before starting, um, about whether or not we watched this, and I think we both watched the Summer Summit and read the blog. Yeah, I went back and I looked at the VOD, um, because I was at work when it was actually being live. So I went back and watched the VOD. I watched everything up until they started talking about sailing, and I skipped through a little bit of it, and they just kept talking about sailing. And I've been following the development of sailing, so I, I don't need to know all this shit again. <laughs> so I just stopped yeah, watching at that point. Want to hear us talk about sailing? We have like five fucking episodes on it, dude. Go listen to one of those episodes. So yeah, we're probably not uh, going to talk about all the sailing, sailing stuff, again. but there's plenty of other shit here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the first thing is I guess we can talk about Dead Mantle for a little bit if we want. Uh, do we want? I don't really think we need to. There's some interesting stuff, <laughs> I think. Um, okay. What did you want to talk Where? about, Dead Man? I wanted to find 
Let me see if I can find it. Scroll over here. Oh, are you talking about like the rewards from it? No. What are the rewards from it? Are there rewards from it? Yeah, the like cosmetic stuff. Oh no, that's for leaks. Yeah, I haven't seen that, admittedly. I didn't read all the individual blogs actually. Um so Oh, okay. If there's extra information in there, I have not seen it. I can't find it, but I saw it posted somewhere about what some of the uh the relics or whatever the fuck they're called in this trinkets, I think. Whatever the mm -hmm. hell they decided to call them. Uh there was sigils. I think they were called sigils, and in this one they're calling them something else for some reason. But there's some interesting ones that uh have been released. There's one that uh it's like the the sigil of giant mole or whatever. And you can <laughs> yeah. like just dig through walls. It just tries yeah. to move you one tile forward, regardless of the fact that there is a wall there. And that is hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, um, I was theorizing that you could use that to break into the Warriors Guild early and get a defender oh yeah, before you're allowed. Because I don't know. Do the defenders have a requirement to wield them? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, It would be like a... Is it an attack requirement or a strength requirement? I don't Probably know. Probably an attack requirement, I'd imagine. Dragon defender defense requirement. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, Rune defender. I assume this also has a defense requirement. Forty attack, forty defense. Okay. So you could you could get a Rune defender early. As low as 40 attack, if you really wanted. Um, I don't know how useful that would be, but it's a thing. You could also use it to break into, like, God Wars dungeon bosses. Yeah, theoretically. There's a, bunch the of, there's a bunch of weird stuff you could theoretically do with this. That was the one yeah. thing I really wanted to talk about. I might try Dead Man just kind of blind. I don't feel like reading all this. Um, if I try it, I'm kind of just there to, like, fuck around. And I'll probably mm. just get like deleted by random people. Um, apparently, also there's people that are like paying a shit ton of GP for the uh, real game GP for the 10k you get from Stronghold, which I think is yeah, hilarious. There's a guy that's paying two mil per 10k you get from the Stronghold. I think that's super funny. I don't know if I'll do that because I can't be fucking asked to communicate. Yeah, I do. I'm not gonna bother with that just for. Uh, two mil. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of I mean, funny to think about, though. You know. Yeah, it's like the easiest two mil you'll make in your life, but you know, I could be running laps or something instead. Yeah. Anyways, Dead Man's cool. There's like breaches and stuff. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm probably if I try it, it's probably not gonna be for long. I have, I was mm -hmm. interested in trying it for a little bit. The sigils seem interesting, but. Realistically, I'm not going to get an account in that far enough to like get the sigils and fuck around with them that much. So I don't know that I care. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I don't think I think by the time it's coming out soon. This so I, I yeah, I kind of just want to not ruin my EHP even more. Um, I want to keep grinding out agility and working towards maxing. And 
I'm probably going to be doing leagues when that comes out. Yes. I hope to be maxed by then, but if I'm not, then, you know, doing Dead Man is going to be even worse for, for that goal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, um, Dead Man. It's going to happen starting. It's going to be content for sure. Starting by the time that this video uh, podcast thingy comes out, it's going to be last Friday it came out. So, yes. Wow. Uh, but I think we can get on to the first thing that yeah, they talk about. Yeah, let's do something we actually care summit. about. I just wanted to talk about the giant mole yeah. sigil because I thought that was funny. Coming out sometime in autumn is the Chambers of Zarek changes, Path of Glaffrey, and more. Cock. Yeah, they, they talk about uh, an RS3, late RS2 quest. Um, 2007? It's, yeah, it's, it's RS2. It, it's just yeah, RS2. RS2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't play this quest. I was already like, I don't know, kinda if I played, on my way out. I don't know by if then. I played this quest. I didn't do all the quests back then. I just did whatever quests happened to be in my way. Yeah, the the Path of Glaffrey is a sequel to the Isaac Glaffrey, who I learned is not the same NPC as Gloff. I thought they were the same person. I also did. That's interesting. Yeah, Oxy informed me that I am a fool and an idiot. Um, so. Yeah, cool. it, sure. it's a quest. You get a new dungeon called the Poison Waste Dungeon that has two new mobs, the Warped Terror Birds and the Warped Tortoises, and you need to use a Crystal Chime to be able to kill them. Um, Apparently it was really annoying in RS2 to kill them, and the Chime had, like, charges that was annoying to upkeep. Yeah, in the... And you had to, like, use it like you would Rock Salt or... In the Summit the itself, they addressed fungicide. the fact that people hated these mobs back in the day uh, because mm -hmm. the Crystal Chime was just frustrating and their drop table was extraordinarily mid. So... Yeah. They... So, and also, apparently... Um, I'm looking at this, uh, the reading here. Uh, the Chime will be made using a separate Crystal Seed rather than using the same seed as the Crystal Saw. This means you won't mm -hmm. need to swap back and forth between the chime and the saw. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea back in 2007? What the fuck, man? Yeah, I don't know. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because you're like, ooh, you need a new crystal thing. This quest already gives you a crystal saw. Just use the same crystal. But it's just like, give them another crystal. Just give you an yeah, another just one. Just let yeah, people exactly. buy more of them or something. Mm hmm. No, so you get a different crystal. Um, I don't know how annoying it is going to be how annoying it's going to be to recharge them or to like how often you need to do it. Hopefully it's not bad. Hopefully they're taking that into consideration. But if you do want to kill these, they share the same Slayer task. It's just a warped creatures task. And I'm kind of surprised they're not taking the route of because it says rather than need to use the crystal chime on them in a fight, you'll need to, you'll simply need to have it in your inventory. I'm surprised it's not like all the you know salting slugs and smashing gargoyles where you have to use it, but you can get a slayer unlock to make it so you just do it automatically. Yeah, but that's annoying, you know. Like, yeah, but it's a, for pre-existing for, for what's aimed at a mid-level character, I guess you're not gonna have the slayer points to unlock not only the t the task itself, but also a thing to make the task not terrible like that doesn't sound like a good time um so yeah. they're it, they're gonna make it the same task and like i just said it's going to be an unlock to do the task so um it won't in, impact accounts that are trying to optimize their 
their uh, task list. So no, no having to not do the the quest to not get uh, the warped creatures. But uh, for mid level accounts, this is actually a very cool task because it's going to be a way to get a uh, not a trident necessarily but a charged staff of some sort called the warp scepter Scepter. this is this is huge because as someone who has played the iron man game mode and has had to go all the way to what is it like 78 or something uh slayer Mm -hmm. just to be able to make magic a viable attack style it's kind of cool that i don't know how good this thing will be but you know maybe you'll be able to like use it in places I think for mains, this is going to have literally no effect because Trident is already not that expensive. And depending on how rare this thing is and how often people are actually doing the tasks and getting them, it may not even be less expensive than a Trident just because of how rare they'll be. Because I don't imagine a lot of people are going to be like, oh boy, time to go do that. Well, the Trident of the Seas requires 75 magic. You know, this might have a lower magic requirement. To do the quest, you only need no magic at all. So who knows what the requirement to actually use this thing is. Um, it could be a, a very early game alternative for for new accounts. Instead of doing the quest to get an Ibn staff and using that, or just, you know, rocking with a regular, you know, blast spells, you can maybe get the uh, the warped scepter and use that. Ibn staff requires 50 magic and 50 attack, so... Yeah, this might require 60, maybe. Maybe, who knows? Yeah. But it'll be cool. Um, Let's... You know, I think it'll be nice for early game accounts, and it'll be another collection log slot for cloggers to mold about. Yeah, stay molding, honestly. <laughs> um, What is Trident's base max hit? So I'm curious what this thing's, like, max hits are going to be. Because if you just equip a trident um, mm-hmm. without any gear or anything that increases its max hit at level 75, you actually deal less damage than Ivan Blast. Your max hit is 20. You do attack one mm. tick faster, but I don't know. So I'm curious to see how... what. Sorry, what did you say trident's max hit was? Trident's max hit at 75 through 77 with no bonuses from gear or anything is 20. I think that might be worse than Ivan's Blast, then. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's uh. exactly what I just said. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah, no problem. I was reading the, the wiki for Ivan's Blast. Yeah, Ivan's <laughs> is 25. I know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm very interested to see how they'll balance this thing. Maybe it'll be like a 18 max set or something with no... I, I don't know, actually. Yeah, it's hard to say. Because... Yeah. You know, occult's always been in a weird spot. Occult's just ten percent damage for not very much money if you're a main, and then mm-hmm. it's fucking ninety three slayer if you're an iron. Get fucked. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, kind of, that it's a such a high magic boost when you consider the slayer level you need. Yeah, but when you consider but, the price, you know, yeah, in main game, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's nothing compared to something like the you know, uh, bracelet, tormented bracelet. That's a two mm-hmm. percent increase for so much more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, I think it'll be cool. But you know, yeah, very very interested to see to how about. exactly it falls into the bracket once we get its its stats. So. Yeah. 
It's a cool change, though. I'm glad about it. Uh, new quests are always fun. I hope it's good. Because I never yeah. did it, so... Mm -mm. Uh, there's a mid-level PVM update yes. that they talk about with not a ton of details on what it's actually going to yeah, look vague, like. Very vague, very... No, like, it's going to be here, or it's going to do this, or it's going to drop this. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to add a boss that is not, like, super hard, but also not yes, super easy. In between Bryophyta and Zora, it's like, cool, that's a huge gap. Yeah, because there is an absolutely massive gap. I think, I don't remember if we talked about this on the cast. I think we were just talking about this in general. But yeah. what I want to see is I want them to make it so that you only have to manage one thing at a time, but you need to manage all of them at different times. So you need to manage mm -hmm. switching your prayer, swapping your gear, and moving. And yeah. doing those at separate times because the reason Zolra can be so overwhelming for new players is because you need to do all of those things all at, at once the same time. otherwise you start mm -hmm. getting hit for 41s yeah you need to swap your prayer so you don't get hit by the new phase you need to move because they're spawning smoke or poison or whatever uh, you're also taking random damage from uh, snakelings this whole time for mm -hmm. no fucking reason yeah Zora is not a good way to learn how to get into PVM, no. and there's not really a good way to do that. Like, you know, Barrows doesn't teach you anything. Yeah, it teaches the you to... giant bosses don't teach you anything, really. Yeah, like... <sighs> you, you learn to pray one style and to maybe move around the room a little bit. Yeah, and um, in Bryophyta, you learn the exact opposite of what we were just talking about. You have to fucking use an item on the enemies. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so much fun. Because that happens yeah, in PVM all the time. Terrible. Giant Mole isn't a thing that teaches you anything either. I disagree. Giant Mole is actually very useful for learning how uh, safe spotting and pathing works, but a lot of people don't bother to learn it there because it requires you to like kind of do it yourself. But it's a good spot to learn how to like trap 3x3 three three monsters, which can be relevant in the Inferno. I guess. But you're not doing that in most PVM. No. But I still think it's an important skill to know. Um, yeah, you have Forecast, which is, I think, a better tool to learn how to get into PVM than Zora. I think Forecast's a lot easier. You do have to pass the uh, Ruby Bolt check boss in order to be able to actually fight that boss, though. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I think having and you have to have all of the stats to be able to do Dragon Slayer too. So. Hmm. There's some players that like think, oh, we don't need a mid-level boss such a because they haven't been take. in the mid-level for so long. That's so dumb. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know, tell me you're yeah. even max I, I without hate, telling me even max for years. I hate to years. break it to anybody that's watching this that thinks we, does, we don't need this mid-level PVM. You are extraordinarily out of touch. Mm -hmm. I, you just are. I think that's just factual. And that's yeah. not... That's not a bad thing. That's fine. You're allowed to be out of touch. I wouldn't expect you to be in touch with, you know, all the people that are not good at PVM because it's more reasonable for you to be in touch with people that are actually good because you want to play with people that are actually good. Yeah. You know, having friends that can't boss with you, what are you going to do with them? Just talk to them about how hard Barrows was for them? <laughs> like, like, what? Like, yeah, it's fine. But you should understand that, you know, most players aren't at the skill level to even consider doing raiding, so we should 
do stuff to bring them up to that yeah, level. Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple of notes from when I was watching the uh, the actual uh, live stream, and Mod mm-hmm. Sween was on when they were talking about this, and Mod Sween just casually fired a shot by saying, contrary to what some players and content creators might think, we do really like making endgame stuff, but we can't do that when most of the player base is not even anywhere near being able to do this content. Yeah, And I was like, it's finally, the- <laughs> somebody said it. Yeah, it's the difference between RS3 and old school. RS3 does its best, like most MMOs, to just get you to the end game because that's where they want the content to be. Old school is about the journey, not the destination. But some players have finished the journey long ago. And, you know, so they just want everything to be at the destination, despite the fact that mm -hmm. the majority of the player base is not at that destination. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's a good thing that they're adding this um i hope we can get some details soon the poll question is should we add this we'll give you details later so um i think the details will be pulled maybe i don't know yeah they will be it's it's gonna be like you know everything else this is the green light phase and then we still have to lock in the actual stuff gotcha it's kind of the way they're doing things now the next thing (sighs) i got yawned Thank you, me. Editing me will hate this. Editing me does hate this. And editing me will not fix this. This Um, this shit goes hard. Yeah, the next bit. Chambers' Eric changes. Um, I think I'll let you talk about this a bit. Yes. So, for those of you fellow... Oh, actually, before we get into this, uh, I just want to say this so I can throw it back into editing later. God damn it, we just went over this. I'm not going to do this in editing. I'm lazy. Um, I talk briefly about my crawling hand boss idea on XP Waste. <laughs> if you want to hear that, go listen to that episode. It's a good idea. I think it's a good way to teach players some movement stuff. And we talk briefly about like maybe we can introduce a way to teach players about like wave skipping or, you know, skipping other uh, damage mechanics because there's no way to learn diegetically how to do that. So, yeah, just look up a guy. I don't know. Anyways, Cox. For those of you fellow coxers out there, you all know the pains of trying to amass enough random fucking accounts that have membership to be able to scale your raid to a point where you actually like it. Um, Back in the day when I did a lot of chambers, um, I did a lot of like three plus twos or somewhere in that range. And every once in a while, not always, usually the people I was playing with just had like a bunch of alts, so it was not a problem. But every once in a while, we wouldn't have enough alts to be able to actually scale it. Or when I was playing with the people that didn't have the alts, we wouldn't be able to. Um, What if you didn't need to have more players to scale the raid? What if you could just use an interface to do that? Wouldn't that be great? Well, soon you might be able to do that. Um, I'm going to the scaling part first because I find this more interesting. There's another thing that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. involving scouting. But um, I didn't read uh, this actual part, um, so I don't know exactly how they word it in here. But basically, you're going to be able to scale the raid without having more players. I don't think they add any more in here. I'm like kind of stalling for time as I read this while I say words <laughs> vomit out of my mouth. But yeah, it looks like pretty much... You can just read for a minute and i'll cut out the gap yeah, i mean i don't know I, it looks like it's exactly what i just said so yeah uh the one thing is uh we've had some conversations about whether scaling should be free or paid for it should be free in my opinion 
being able to scale the raid should not require you to like pay GP. That seems stupid. Um, it like at putting more invocations onto TOA does not cost you money. So scaling the raid, in mm-hmm. my opinion, should not cost money. That seems yeah, stupid. I, yeah, I, I don't think the scaling raid should cost the uh, the tokens that they talk yeah. about. Which um, that we can lead that into the scouting. Basically, they are looking to put into a system uh, that will. It's kind of vague on the details. Basically, you will be able to have some amount of control to be determined how much control on the way that the layout of your raid generates. So, for example, um, oh, is this not the example that I wanted? I mean, yeah, this is kind of helpful. Some rooms prove to be more demanding than others mechanically or in terms of gear requirements, and players lead. Uh, learning the content for the first time might have a couple of rooms they tend to avoid while scouting in order to get the grips on other encounters as well as Ulm himself. On the opposite end of the spectrum, players who are extremely confident might want to push themselves to compete for record-breaking speedrun times but can't reliably scout a lay- layout that lends itself well to speed. So they address the fact that those issues exist and then they talk about their possible solutions i think these bullet points are like actual solutions for it yeah it's not particularly helpful they say it's not clear at this stage how much we'd let we'd let players customize but initial ideas include things like filtering out certain rooms or perhaps providing a handful of presets to choose from these presets could encompass common choices for learners speedrunners high points etc so i imagine that you won't be able to literally just go in and be like yes i want these rooms in this order every time but I imagine mm-hmm. you will be able to be like, yeah, I don't want these rooms. I do want these rooms. And then it will generate raids with those layouts, um, you know, still in a random order, still with random connecting rooms. Maybe you won't be able to adjust the puzzles. Maybe you'll only be able to adjust the the combat encounters or maybe you can only adjust the puzzles. And like, you know, there's certain restrictions of which things you can customize and like which groups of things you're allowed to customize. It's unknown at the time, but basically there's also a cost Oxy and I yeah Oxy and I talked about like um so the token idea that they had where you get a token you know what if like to customize the raid there would be like an NPC outside or a token slot you know I had the idea after the we talked but like an NPC called like you know scout or something or uh chambers is there scout, scout. you talk to too yeah, Scout Team Fortress 2. You'd give them a token and be like, hey, I'm looking for raids with and you'd get an interface that'd be like, you know, I want raids with with this room or I want raids without this room. I want Tecton, Guardians and Mudadile. Yeah, well, you'd be like, I want rooms or I want raids with Tecton. And he'd be like, OK, he takes the token. And now as long as you have it toggled on, you know, you'd have an increased chance of getting room, uh, raid layouts with Tecton. And each token would add you know, the ability to toggle on or off one room to be favored or uh, unfavored. And so it would be costly to, you know, uh, get all of the rooms that you want. You know, if you want Tecton, Mudadile, uh, I don't remember the third one you said. Guardians. Guardians. Uh, and you don't want all the others. You could do that, but it would cost, like you know, like 15 tokens or whatever to uh, favor, you know, the three you want and the three you don't or the you know 12 others you don't want um and it wouldn't guarantee it it would just make it more likely so scouting would be much faster yeah i think 
the my, in my ideal universe, um, I don't really know exactly how. I don't, I don't really care what you have to pay for this. If it's, I'm fine with the idea that every time you complete a raid, you get tokens, and then also you can buy tokens for GP if you just want to fucking dump money to get a shit ton of tokens for this. That seems fine to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then my imagination is that basically you would be able to say, uh, I imagine being able to say you want this room would cost more than saying I don't want this room. Um, and basically saying I, don't I want... see the difference in that, though. Well, here's the thing, right? If I say I want mm-hmm. this room, then my expectation is that I always get that room every time I scout now. Every single time. Okay. I don't think it should be an increased chance because then what's the fucking point? I think if I want this room, I want this room. It generates every time. So that should cost a decent amount. And then if I say I don't want these rooms, right? The difference is, is the fact that there's still like 18 billion other rooms in Chambers of Zarek. So if I say I don't want one of them, it doesn't make as nearly as much of a difference as guaranteeing that I get a room. Sure. I, okay. If the if it. If favoring a room makes it so it's guaranteed to get that room, I can see that. But I feel like it shouldn't be a guarantee that you get the room. Because uh, then you could just set yourself to get like the optimal thing and there's now the no scouting at all. Um, the whole point is I to get they, rid of scouting because scouting's fucking annoying. Uh, yes, but, you know, hearing from players, you know, they've talked about scouting is, is like it's part of the 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 heart of Chinese i disagree Zeric. like it's having I think the random room layouts stupid having the random room layouts was just because you know they wanted to make a dungeoneering like experience players don't play it that way anymore players don't just get into a raid and send it i'm sure there are probably some players that do that and that, that sounds kind of fun and you will still be able to do that but for pretty much every team i've raided with we are looking for specific layouts and we're generally looking to have, you know, if we're, if we're going super optimal, we want these specific rooms. And if we're going just kind of whatever, we just don't want to see any of these rooms in the raid. And we also want them to be in a particular order. So I don't think it's a problem to just make it so that you can get rid of scouting entirely. And if you think that scouting is a part of the raid, then just fucking don't interact with the system. And like, that's why I think that, uh, guaranteeing a room should be like a, a pretty high somewhat high cost because then if you still just want to say yeah i hate these couple of rooms um that still doesn't cost as much and then you can still just scout normally but the qol of scouting has gone up because now you just never get those rooms yeah no, i feel like the if you're able to just get the optimal layout every time then players will just stop interacting with any sort of Players will only do like three or four of the the bosses and they'll never learn the rest of the raid. That's what um, they already do, though. To some extent, to a, I, you know, to a very I've large done, extent, I've only done 25 raids, but I've done every room now. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we do sure a raid that has have done it that way. But I've been in we do raids lobbies for chambers. That sounds terrible. They don't fuck around with Vasa. They don't fuck around with like all these other rooms for learners. They give you all the easy rooms. They never have you learn mm-hmm. anything else. That is already okay, the I way mean, it I is guess. done in my, from what I've seen. 
I, I mean, maybe they've changed. It has been years since this, right? I, I haven't done We Do Raids, so it, it, it's been with my clan where, you know, yeah, we'll take a Vasa every once in a while, or we'll take a Vespula, or, um, you know, we'll take whatever in optimal room. We'll take a, a what are the, the little, like, weird uh, ancient crab-looking things? Uh, they're not crabs, but... The things we have to bounce the light? No, it, there's like a ranger, oh, a major, and uh, a vanguards. melee. Vanguards, vanguards yeah. is a decent room. I hate vanguards. <laughs> I don't like fighting them. The bad part about vanguards is if you have a lot of players with varying amounts of gear that deal weird amounts of DPS. So if you have somebody that's kind of a lower level account and somebody that's way higher level, you have to kind of balance the amount of DPS you're putting out. And then also you can just kind of get fucked by RNG. Uh, I think vanguards is fine. Uh, vanguards is also decent points. So, like, there's a lot of rooms I'm mm -hmm. okay with, but there's a lot of rooms I just don't fuck with. Yeah. For most of my raids, the way I would probably use the system that I proposed is if I'm raiding with irons that can't make overloads, I will guarantee myself a tecton or a mudder dial to get uh, overload drops. Probably mudder dial because it's easy to feed mm -hmm. people mudder dial. And then I will filter out Vasa and Vespula because I hate those rooms. Those rooms are terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do those. And then the rest of it, I'd probably just leave in. Because I'm okay with doing a little bit of wackiness. Um, and I, I think it's fine. I, I think most people will probably interact with the raid that way. D and it also, of course, like I said, I just worry it kind of depends how on much the, cost. the GP per hour will increase if you can just get, you know, speed run level uh, raids every single time. I mean, people already do that, right? They just, there are people that all they do is just scout and sell their scouts to people. Yeah, but that doesn't increase your GP per hour, you know? How does it not? Because you're spending money to buy the scouts. And it, you can spend money to buy these tokens. Yeah, but that's a permanent unlock. I am going on you the know? assumption that you're paying these tokens every single time you're doing a raid. Oh, no. And it's I, basically, I was going on the assumption that it was a one-time yeah, cost. Yeah, no, that seems ridiculously overpowered to me. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. the way this works is you can pay, well, pay tokens to, you know, say that this is how I want this to scout, right? And then the payment isn't the payment isn't withdrawn until you actually start the raid. You know, Oxy was suggesting you get like every time you get a purple, you get one token. And that one token that can awful. be used to to favor or unfavor a, a room. That that sounds, in my opinion, terrible. <laughs> I, I I don't think it should be at that rare. Yeah, because that's be... like one in 53 on average. It's like, oh, boy. Uh, once I'm halfway done with the fucking raid, I can scout optimally. Yeah, I think it. How how common is the what is it? The torn prayer school that gives you. Oh, yeah, uh, I think that's like one in 20 ish preserve. Yeah, it should be that common. It should be as common as like a preserve scroll. Yeah, no, the way the way I was picturing it is that you'd get some of these tokens after every raid, just all the time, maybe like one to three. Who knows how many? And then mm. you spend, you know, X amount to be uh, like, let's say like you can spend three and then an additional two for each room that you want to guarantee in your raid so yeah, if three, it was a, five, if it was a consumable that's used up then i can understand now where you're yeah. coming from where it should guarantee yeah my my but... idea is that you you spend you know let's say three tokens to guarantee one room five to guarantee two rooms and like seven to guarantee three and maybe it caps out at three and then you can do like one probably one token like twice and then two tokens twice and three tokens twice to block rooms maybe up to like six blocks who knows mm -hmm. 
something to that effect is what I was picturing. And then, you know, once you've inserted those tokens, that, you know, makes it so every time you scout a raid, it has those parameters. And then once you start the raid, then it, you know, it consumes your tokens and you have the raid now. That is the way I okay, was picturing. Yeah. I, I think you can understand, though. Yeah, yeah. Why I, I was coming, coming from it the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it just kind of depends on, like, how they end up implementing it. What people end up uh, deciding is, yeah, like, the way to go about it. Because there's a lot of different ways they could go about, like, changing how scouting works. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that... I haven't done enough raids, really, to have, like, strong I have, like, 200-ish under my belt, I think. I have, like, 26, so... so. I, I have some idea of what the fuck is going on. I've done... I think like two super scuffed CMs as well, but that's kind of irrelevant to this discussion because you don't have to scout CMs. I got invited to a CM at one point. I was just like, you do not want me on a CM. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have decent knowledge of all the rooms, CMs are basically just gear locked because um, everything has higher stats. Um, so. Anyway, I think CMs are interesting. I can't wait to do them in the future, but I, my gear is not good enough for that shit yet. There's definitely some interesting ways. Uh, the way, clearly, as we have now discovered, the way that we approached, uh, you know, changing the scouting system is very different. So maybe theirs is also mm -hmm. different. Who knows? Um, I think yeah. permanent unlocks is an interesting idea, but I think it's not theoretically as healthy as the idea of creating a consumable, um, because then you're having to constantly pay this cost. And that does theoretically impact the the GP per hour. Like if you want to guarantee yourselves perfect raids all the time, you need to either have done a bunch of non, you know, exactly perfect raids, or you need to, if you're allowed to, spend GP to buy some more of these tokens in order to actually create a perfect raid. Yeah, I mean, if it's a constant consumable, then it will always keep some sort of value. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I then, if it's, and then whether or not it's tradable, I don't know. If you can buy them for GP from like a, a guy, I imagine they wouldn't be tradable. But who knows? I'm very interested to see what they do. And regardless of what they do, any amount of QL to the scouting process is a good thing, in my opinion. So, Because I personally think that scouting is boring and lame and stupid. Yeah, it's not great. Um, as much as Real it, quick, I just did a... Uh, a gravedigger random event <laughs> it's kind of slow i wouldn't recommend like i i mean I, I i got slowed down a little bit um because i picked up all of the the coffins and then put them into the graves and he was like hey that's not right and i double checked everyone and he was like and i'm like but these are all right and i talked to him again and he's like hey now it's right and i'm like i didn't even move any of them so i think it might be a little bugged right now but you know yeah, between. I think I could have done another lap in the time that it took me to do that uh, <laughs> that random, so probably not worth doing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think that I, if, in either case, um, mm -hmm. my game plan with these scouting systems would to just be block the rooms that I hate and just see what raid I get, because I think that's more fun. Part of what I've always liked about Chambers is being in teams that are a little bit more flexible and willing to like just kind of send whatever. I would probably block Shamans, Vasa, and Vespula, and then just start sending. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure, you know, there's probably some like optimal raiders out there that are like, well, um, actually, um, Axe Room is that you just said. Well, I always get these two really mixed points. up. Is Shamans the Lizardmen yes. or is that the Undead? Okay. Shamans is what the, undead? the Undead is Mystics. Mystics. Okay. Yeah, I would. I hate Shamans. They, shamans they is just, annoying. The best yeah. way to do Shamans is to safe spot them. And that's boring and lame and stupid. And that's annoying to set up, too. Yep. The best way to set that up is to have an alt that just carries mm. the, the full outfit. Um, yeah. Um, I think we can move on, though, to the next bit. Yeah, I think I've, I've said my piece but, here. Um, I'm very yeah. happy about these changes, um, and I hope that yeah. they don't fuck them up somehow. Because, like yeah, you said, this, the scouting, there's a lot of ways to approach it, and while there's a lot of good ways, I'm sure there's definitely some bad ways as well, so I hope they find a good one. Yeah, We're going to cut this bit out of the episode, but I just got word we are going to have on our podcast soon. Anyways, let's talk about Trailblazer. the next thing. Leagues yeah. for Trailblazer, but again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they um, should have titled it. I think that would have gone hard. <laughs> not super surprised that they're redoing Trailblazer. I'm not surprised either, but it doesn't stop me from being a little disappointed. <laughs> so my problem is all the conversation around like, ooh, what's the next league's gonna be? Everyone was like, oh, they should do X area lock, and it's like that's boring. Yeah, I disagree with that. Uh and the other bit was they should just redo Trailblazer, which, you know, is slightly boring, but less than just another area lock. Um, and then some people were saying it should be a group Iron Man. That's league, dumb. And that's just stupid. That's such a bad idea. As a group Iron Man, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you get paired. I'm sure it could be. Imagine you're bird and you get paired with uh, two idiots that don't play the league. Yeah. Like that's like... been my life for two years now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think Trailblazer. I think two Electric Boogaloo will go pretty well. Yeah, because there's new areas and they're adding in. Um, they're bringing Zaya into the game. Yeah, they're bringing in which Zaya. Is kind of big. I was gonna say Karend, and I'm like, that's not. I mean, no. it is technically Karend, right? Because eventually, is Varlamar considered Zaya? Is it is Zaya know. the entire continent? Because I think I think. From my understanding, I could be wrong. I think Zaya is the entire. Yeah, I think Zaya is the entire landmass. And then Karend is the top, and then Varlamor is the bottom. And then there's yeah, a strike. You have the Kebos Lowlands. Yeah, that the... too. Yeah. You got Kebos. So my my understanding is that Zaya is everywhere on that island. It's just DLC island. And then we got the kingdom of, you know, Varlamor and the kingdom of Karend. Anyways, uh, so in that case, we got Karen and Kebos as an unlockable region. Mm. Yes. Um, and I imagine and it also so, comes with the Stranglewood, which is actually relevant. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. Because they talk about, you know, uh, here's some of the new con you'll want to consider when thinking about the next unlock. They talk about Kingdom Divided and Thralls, Hard Mode Tob, Combat Achievements, Skilling Updates like Guardians of the Rift, Temporos, and Giants Foundry, Next, TOA, Wilderness Bosses. Secrets of the North and Phantom Muspa, and then finally DT2 with uh, the Duke, Vardorvis, Whisper, and Leviathan. Yeah, I think so. I think Desert's just a pick at this point. Um, yeah, we, we talked about this in our DMs. Um, I think, and I talked about this on XP Waste too, I think the pick is going to be the three raids. Possibly. You got um, Zaya, you got, Wild or not Wilderness, Jesus Christ, you got the Desert, and then you got um, uh, the Mauritania. Thank I you. think that Mauritania is actually the least important of those. 
Yeah, we kind of when we were discussing it on XP Waste, um, we were like, oh, what order do you do the raids in? And we're like, oh, you know, either Chambers of Zarek or TOA first. Interchangeably. And then we're like, what are you actually doing Tob for? It's just for the scythe, really. Yeah. And it's just kind of for the experience of doing Tob with crazy shit, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that you could probably swap Mauritania out with either Asgarnia or Tyranwan. I think Tyranwan's a bad pick. I think so as well, because eventually you're just going to get Tebow and laugh. Um, Yeah. It'll be nice for Blowpipe and Bofa and Saildor. Yeah, but I think taking because you know, like taking his Garnia, right, you'll actually be able to fortify your Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. You could also take uh, Gnome region. You'll get BGS. Yeah, BGS is a big one. Mm-hmm. You could take Gnome region as well. Um, that gives you Zenites. what? Oh, OK. There's a bunch of other stuff that comes from Gnome region. Um, Gnome region was fucking insanely popular in the first league. I forget what. Yeah, what do you? Because you Let get me look at the map. Sorry, you get Artie and uh, you know Gnome area and all the shit. It's like that huge strip of land, um, Myth yeah. Guild, all the way down to the Myth Guild. You get Fremenic rings too, right? No, that no Fremnic, Fremenic. Fremenic is its own thing. Okay, that's a bad choice. Fremenic was a bad choice last time and is a bad choice this time. I think. Yeah, when we get raids four in the Fremenic region, then it will be a good choice. However, but... notably, um, it doesn't make a huge difference. But, you know, if you unlock the desert and you have access to Desert Treasure 2, you will immediately have access to Leviathan because Leviathan is in uh, whatever the starting region is because it's just the, the, mm-hmm. the Wizard's Tower. Yeah, we talked about this too. What DT2 bosses you'll have access to. You will immediately to. have access to Leviathan. I assume they could decide mm-hmm. that you don't get, uh, you know, Guardians of the Eye unless you take Wilderness because you have to go to the Abyss for that quest. But I kind of doubt it. No, I refuse um, to believe that's true. I imagine you will just get Leviathan. If you take Zaya, you're also getting Vardorvis. Um, let's see. You would need to take. I don't. <sighs> it's Duke. Duke would be theoretically uh, Fremenic. Well, Right. Probably. It's because last time, right, they made it so that God Wars Dungeon was in Asgarnia. Oh, okay. Well, wait, I, I don't know where Troll. I think Troll Land was technically in Fremnik. So I think Duke is in Fremnik. But honestly, I could see them changing that. If they make yeah. if they made God Wars part of the Fremnik region, Fremnik region would pop the fuck off. Yeah, I think so. Um, but you access it via Asgarnia, yeah. so... Well, you could also access it via combat achievements, but combat achievements are also in Asgarnia, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you have to unlock Asgarnia if you want CA, CA rewards. Yeah. Uh, you also notably get Defender from Asgarnia. Kind of a big deal. Not a huge deal, but kind of a big deal. I don't know, yeah, there's, there's, there's some interesting de- decisions to be made. Um, I'm interested to see how they rebalance the regions exactly. I don't know if they exactly listed it in this blog. It doesn't look like there's like an official map. Um, so I think we're just going off the old map for now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely taking Zaya and I will probably take Desert. My third region is undecided. I think I'm just going to go with the three raids, even if Mauritania is not that great of a pick. I mean, you get access to the whip, right? Um, you take which Zaya, will be you a good early game weapon. 
That's true. That's true. Um, I guess it just depends on which one you take first. I think Zaya is the first choice. It's pretty strong. Zaya is just fucking insane, in my opinion. Like Zaya, there was is a reason like, it wasn't. To pick it. Zaya, there was a reason Zaya wasn't in the last Trailblazer, and because it's it's a must pick. There's just so much yeah. shit. There's a reason Zaya locks are one of like the best, in my opinion. They're uh, best area locks. There's so much shit to do in Zaya. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good pick. Like. <sighs> Thralls come from Zaya. Yeah, Thralls come from Zaya, which is just like if you're doing any content, you just want to use Thralls um, along with whatever style you're normally using. Uh, maybe I do take uh, Asgarnia if it still has God Wars Dungeon, because also Nex. Ooh, yeah, Nex kind of goes hard. Being able to just like shit on Nex with Relics would be fun, and then getting like ZCB. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'd have access to Torva. You'd have oh. access to Fortified Missouri. That might go hard. You'd like, have the you'd only have thing all you're best, missing out. You'd have by all not... best and saw armors. You'd have Fortified yeah. Missouri, you'd have Torva, and you'd have Ancestral. Yeah, the only thing you're missing out by taking Mortania is you wouldn't have Scythe, but who cares? Yeah, like, yeah, Scythe Fang. is good, I guess, but come on now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, there's some choices you can do with your uh, third pick. Oh, you also but get I think... Whisper by just taking Desert because Ice Mountain mm. is there. In the starting region. In the desert? No. It you just have Ice Mountain oh. by default because it's in the starting region. Oh. So you just if you take desert and it uh completes Desert Treasure 2 for you, you just get Whisper and uh Leviathan theoretically. Is Ice Mountain not Asgarnia? No. I don't think so. Oh. It's above or oh it could be, I guess. I don't know. It's above Fally. Let me check the, the old map. But Trail I Blazer map. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Trailblazer pixel map. Uh, map. Yeah, by the old rulings, it looks like yeah, that was in Asgarnia. Um, okay. It looks like Edgeville is including it, included in Mistalin, but it's like blocked off right next to Ice Mountain. So yeah, that's that's what I thought. So you'd be getting access to Whisper if you took Asgarnia. I'm leaning more towards Asgarnia. <laughs> yeah. As so. Yeah. In, I mean, Mauritania would go hard just for the fact that you'd have Scythe, but you would have unfortified Missouri. You wouldn't have any no uh, defense. Or no, you'd have a uh, uh, Dragon Warhammer, but you wouldn't have any God Swords. Um, your best melee gear, we talked about it, because uh, you get Karamja by default. Yes. Um, you would have <laughs> your best melee armor would be Obsidian. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, which would be which would go so hard rocking full obsidian um in a scythe. Oh, Candoran's no piety defender. as well. That was one of the big ones. Candoran's piety. Okay. No piety kind of sucks, but and then notably Fremnik actually includes uh the ability to have an ornate pool in your house. Uh, can, why do you need Because you can only get marble in the Fremnik region. There's um... no other way of obtaining marble. Interesting. Um, speaking of, uh, we'll talk about that uh, when we get to Varlamore, actually. But, um, shit, yeah. I think I'm going to take Asgarnia instead of Mauritania now. Because what does Mauritania really offer besides Tob and Nightmare? Uh, Tob and Barrows, yeah, I guess. Nightmare. Barrows is Barrows, funny. Um, but... Just because you can do some crazy shit with Darok and the relics. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, we yeah, you could also get uh Blood Fury, but yeah, that's kind of a meme. 
because I'm sure there's some relics that are going to yeah. go hard and let you heal or something. Going crazy. Yeah, Kandarin's also a cult, which is kind of big. Yeah. As well as Trident, but just get Shadow, I guess. Lol. Yeah, just get Shadow. Because you'll still have... Uh, you won't have Mage Cape. You won't have a cult. You won't have Zenites. Um... Oh, actually, you don't even need to take any region to get Whip, because uh, you can kill Sire in Mistalin. Can you? Yeah, you just get Fairy Rings by default. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, but then you have to kill Sire, I mean, so... Yeah, then you have to kill Sire for a Whip. Like, that sounds terrible. Um, I'm probably going to have to kill Sire, though, because... I guess your only Mage Strength is coming from Ancestral. Yep. Right? Or so. uh, Virtus. Virtus, yeah. By simply taking desert, you get Leviathan, so you can get Virtus. Yeah, I, I don't think Mauritania makes much sense. Oh, actually, I'd love to do. Top, if, you do but... if you do take Mauritania, your best melee actually would be um, not Obsidian, but the uh, Justy, the the oh, Inquisitors. no, the Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah. Justy is what I originally said, and then we were like, no Obsidian. Justy Wait, would be no, fucking Justy. funny. Yeah. Just fucking <laughs> main-handing fucking Justy as your melee gear would go so fucking hard. It would go incredibly hard. I don't know. Like, the idea of taking Mauritania sounds a lot, like a lot of fun, but then you're missing out on a lot of really good gear. Yeah, I I did but, I did fun ah, last time. I think I might go fucking optimal mode this time. I think I'm going to go fun. I think I'm going to go all three raids. I don't know. It's tough. Because last time I'm, I I'm, did... I'm flip-flopping. Last time I did Tyronwyn... Mauritania and I think Asgarnia. I was originally going to do, mm. do Tyronwyn, Mauritania, and Desert, but Desert just like had no nothing. It it was just bad last time. Yeah, it's good now because of raids. Yeah, because of raids and DT two as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I also have to think about the fact that uh, yeah, I don't know. You get Serb Crystals from Asgarnia as well, which is kind of whatever, honestly. Yeah, who cares? Canon is Asgarnia, which is kind of cool, mm -hmm. but not a huge deal in my opinion, just because of the way No, you're going to have some crazy yeah. range stuff anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, think I might. I, I think Zaya, Desert, and Asgarnia is probably going to be one of the more popular picks, and I don't think I care this time. I think I'm probably just going to do that. Mm -hmm. I would love to do Tob with like the crazy shit gear but i i'm gonna be honest i just want to have a fucking zcb i love that item that does sound like so much fun <laughs> i just want to have the problem. that and then of course we also i don't think they i haven't read the whole article but um i assume they have not talked about what the new relics are uh i don't because they they, they specifically mentioned that they will be rebalancing relics which i imagine will include re uh complete reworks of some of them making them entirely new and who knows maybe they'll fuck around with the relic system a lot more who knows but uh yeah yeah uh task and relic revamp yeah, one thing has changed a certain tiers. possible threshold at certain thresholds to be able to unlock them this time, we're shelving some of the old relics and replacing with the new ones. Most excitingly, mm -hmm. we're adding a new tier, sick. And I'm assuming that these are, once again, permanent unlocks. 
Yeah, I believe so. I don't think it's shattered relics where you can like swap them out. It would be nice to see them make some way that you can like reset your relics, like maybe once or twice. Probably only once, but then like I don't know. Cuz I know a lot to, uh, a lot of people last time chose relics not actually knowing fully what they did yet and got stuck with just like shitty relics. And that's not a fun experience. But at the same time, if you allow people to reset their relics once, you know, players that know exactly what they're doing could kind of abuse that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Interesting to see that they're... I'm not surprised to see that they're reworking them because a lot of them were trash. Um, and I am glad to see that they're adding a new tier. That's cool. And they are keeping them under wraps, so we don't know anything about them yet. Yes. And also, for those of you that are interested in being competitive, the ranks for reaching, you know, the the certain cup levels, your your bronze through dragon cups, they're static thresholds now. You do not need to be in the top 1% that constantly changes all the time to get dragon cup. You just need to reach a certain currently unreleased threshold. That is such a good change. <laughs> yeah. No, it, like it was incredibly um, it is probably, unhealthy. It is probably going to increase the number of dragon cups in the game, but who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? It's a fucking temporary game. It's mode. a temp game mode, and as long as as long as they're smart about the way that they balance the thresholds, I think it will still be prestigious to have reached dragon cup. But that remains to be seen. I would like to try and get dragon cup. However, I also have a job now, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not going to go super hard. I want to go fucking cause... crazy because I've gotten Rune Cup every league except for the first one because I didn't I didn't really play the game back then. Uh, but in both the original Trailblazer, Trailblazer and Shattered Relics, I have acquired a Rune Cup on two different accounts, but still Rune Cup in both. Mm-hmm. I want to get a Dragon one. I didn't realize it, but uh, last league I was actually mere hundreds, I think, points away from reaching Dragon Cup. Which is saddening. That is sad. But I wasn't really paying attention. And by the end of the league, I was so fucking tired of Shattered Relics. So we'll see how this goes. I'd love to try and get Dragon Cup. That would be sick. But overall, um, while mildly disappointed that it is a thing that I've already done before, there is enough stuff and they will actually be changing some of the stuff that it will be different and still exciting. And also, you know, a leagues hasn't even happened for a long time, so I'll take what I can get. And I'll finally be able to see my Criara pet. Because <laughs> I have Hell three yeah. pet in leagues. Yeah, you have two pets, right? Cree and um I have Young Left on my other account that's played leagues. Gotcha. So okay. I only have Cree on this account and I'm not I'm not playing on my main. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. That's fair. Um yeah, there's also some main game rewards, which you said you haven't read. No, yeah, I haven't read this at all. Did they actually, like, are these suggestions, or are they, like, locked in what we're thinking? Obviously, we're going to have the, the banner um, home telly they haven't outfit pulled these. Kane, I assume. Yeah, they haven't pulled these, but they're, they, these are what they want to add, so, yeah. Uh, new course, fiery banner. teleport animation override. That's been sitting around for three years. Is there a yeah, file? Yeah, I, I can probably go find it. Um, It was one of the ones yeah. that was made for Shattered Relics. Um, and then mm. they decided it didn't, or it might have been made for the original Trailblazer. I don't remember, but it was it it didn't fit the theming, so they've just had that animation sitting around for a long time. I see. Interesting. Did you find it? No, I'm looking for it right now. 
Yeah, I'd have to see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to take me a while to find, probably. But uh, it, is, it is an animation that already exists. Um, they showed it off, I think, back when they were showing off one of the leagues before. And they were like, yeah, this is one of the things, but it didn't really match up. So we will give it to you later, we promise. And so now we're actually getting it. Death slash respawn animation, I don't know how I feel about. I think it's fine. Depending on what it looks like. Um, I'd like to see a respawn animation because currently just pop back into existence. Um, it's it's kind of the same reason I like the uh, speedy home teleport. is because it actually gives you a, an arrival animation, which I think is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, alchemy spell animation is cool. Vengeance spell makes me worried for PvP. Yeah, I talked about that. It needs to still be a skull above the player head. I think they just shouldn't, in my opinion. It's a very integral I mean, part of PvP. I don't think they should change the way that looks. But You could do something that still keeps the integrity of it, but yeah, you have to be very I, I think it's just not worth trying to tread on those grounds. Yeah. Um, but something like Alchemy Spell, you know, sure, that's fine. Uh, cosmic mm-hmm. o- Cosmetic Override for the Toxic Blowpipe, sure, cool. New look for the Rejuve Pool, that's great. Mine can finally stop being frozen. Uh, yeah, I made my non-frozen recently because <laughs> I don't know. It looks kind of weird. I like the frozen. Like ones. I like that it's frozen, but I don't like the holiday stuff around I like it. The holiday so. stuff. <laughs> uh, and then infernal cosmetic override. Uh, is this is this linking to what I think it'll link to? Oh, uh, yep, it is. You, did you skip over the toxic blowpipe? No, I didn't. You just didn't oh, comment okay. on it. No, my bad. Um, yeah, no, the toxic blowpipe. I think. Could be cool. I don't know what they're gonna do, but maybe it could just be the other two Zora colors. Yeah, which would be a little lazy-ish. I, but... I imagine it'll be something actually unique. Um, yeah, they usually have a, a theme for these, so I kind of imagine we'll go along with the rest of the theme. Yeah, but the the Dins is the yeah, it's uh, that, it's that picture. <laughs> yeah, it's the Infernal Bulwark, the uh, Inferno uh, Wall as the, the Dins Shield. Yeah, which looks super cool. It's cool. I kind of wish that that was like a combat achievements type thing, because most of like Zuck related There's already a lot yeah, of most cosmetics from CA's, most of Zuck related stuff is like CAs. So it seems kind of weird that we're like, all right, this Zuck related one actually just comes from leagues. Yeah, seems a little odd to me, um, but I'm you know I don't really care. It's a cosmetic. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? Um, it just seems a little odd. Uh, but yeah, the other ones I think are offline. Um, I'd be cool with a respawn. I'm not sure about changing death animation. The death animation is a little bit iconic. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a classic little janky piece of shit animation. Sit noob. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be fine with the respawn animation, though. I think that's sick. Spell animation's cool. Just careful with vengeance, like we said. Blowpipe is, I mean, you even at maxed, you know, you, there's still places to use blowpipes. That makes sense. It's a good yeah. I still use blowpipe in like raids. It's a good, so. it's a good thing to, to get an ornament for. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, rejuve pool. I also really like. And then I already spoke my piece on it. Yeah, I've I spoken. It's cool. It's cool. Sure. Whatever. It is cool. I, you know what's cooler? I'm just looking back over this to make sure we didn't miss anything. And we sure didn't. So, yeah, it's Varlamore. Varlamore is definitely cooler. Nope. Our sponsors. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on you, buddy. It's break time. This week's episode is sponsored by our patrons, our lovely patrons over on Patreon.com. 
help support what we do. Thank you to Cloud Kicker and Big Dog Larry for supporting us at the T Aficionado tier. And I'd also like to thank our other sponsor, the Crystal Implings. I'm dry for the goddamn signet ring. Sucks to suck. I have one. Um, this episode is also sponsored by uh, the great Ohm Gachapon machine that you can put your new uh, Chambers of Zeric tokens into um, and get random items from. Now, this is probably the biggest thing they announced in uh, the Summer Summit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am so excited for this. And, you know, we saved it for last because uh, not only is it coming out last, but it's also probably the biggest yeah, thing. It's also coming out not this year. Um, yeah, it's coming out next year. But I was somehow right when I said Varlamore is coming out in six months. You remember a few episodes back when we were looking at the OSRS map? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were looking, looking at, at it, but it. I don't remember you saying that Varlamore would come out in like the next six months. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, oh, the map is being worked on and it's in the game cache. Probably coming out in like six, seven months. I suppose looking back on it now, yeah, that probably is a reasonable assumption. Yeah. So Varlamore, a new country coming out. Super exciting. It's been designed by or helped uh by gentle tractor who i'm surprised is not just mod gentle tractor at this point with how much he's been working with the j mods um yeah i don't know but we're getting not all of varlamore right away it's gonna be a a uh drip feed of of content but when it does drop we're gonna be getting uh, the main city, the uh, Civitas Ila Fortis, which I've probably butchered because I'm an American, uh, as well as... This is going to be called Fortis, uh, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be called Fortis, or the city. I imagine um, people are just going to refer, refer to it as Fortis. Yeah. We're getting Fortis, uh, we're getting the Rallus Rise, which I don't know what that is. I think that's just part of... Um, Actually, I don't know what that is. Uh, we're getting the Hunter's Guild and two new quests. So oh, Rouse's Rise. Yeah, that's that's where the um, it's mostly where uh, Camp Tarum is, the uh, Imkando city. Where oh, the, the new Barrows okay. alike is. Gotcha. Yeah, so as Bird said, you know, there's a Barrows like thing, but uh, I think we should start from the top or sort of the top. Yeah, I assume you're just going to read from the uh, Barlamore Shining Kingdom blog post. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. First thing they talk about is whether or not we should add Varlamore and, you know, Fucking yeah. Obviously. What without the any fuck? further details, yeah. Just do it. I don't um, care what you put in it. They want to add two new quests. Um, these quests will be mid-level quests, I believe. Um, yeah. One will arrive right before Varlamore is released and give you a reason to travel there. And the second will continue the story once you get to Varlamore. And it's not clear whether or not you're going to need Kingdom Divided to get here. But I think from a story perspective, it makes most sense if it's a requirement. Yeah, I would be surprised if you need it. Yeah. Um, 
Oxy and I got into it for a bit about it. Um, cause like it, I was like, oh, you know, I don't think it should be a requirement, but Oxy ended up convincing me because like if you do Kingdom Divided after you've already been to Varlamore, there's a lot less oomph to the end of that quest. Yeah. You know? Um and one thing I could see them doing is uh the there's the quest that you know it's required to do to get the Pavalamore. What they could do is mm-hmm. they could make it so the ending is different uh, if you've done that quest. Okay, yeah, I could see that, but I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> I don't think so either. But I believe there are, um, there are some like, quests that that changed. quest actually is different depending on what quests you've completed. If you've done Song of the Elves, uh, mm. the new king of Ardi is actually in that cutscene instead of the old one. That's interesting. Okay, so. It's not unheard of. Uh, obviously, that's a very small change. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you've already been to Varlamore, the NPC dialogue could just be different where it's like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, the, the queen or whatever the fuck she is of Varlamore. I've seen her before. It's no surprise yeah. that she's here instead of being like, whoa, we've never seen these people. Yeah, I think it should require it, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm even, fine either way. E- even if they can change it, you know, screw the snowflakes. I can't access it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd be fine either way. Just, yeah, if it doesn't require Kingdom Divided, just make it so that the ending of Kingdom Divided is a little bit different, so it makes a little more sense. Yeah, but next, I think, is the probably one of the biggest changes that we'll get with Varlamore, uh, if this does pass, the Fortis Coliseum. I don't foresee this failing. There's no shot. No shot. Cause People vote yes on everything. is Blue Inferno. Yeah, it this isn't. Is it isn't exactly Blue trials. Inferno. Inferno. It is um, mechanically. It is no. It is still not. Um, what do you mean? They they said mechanically it is not identical to the idea of Blue Inferno. It is just what has evolved from the idea that was originally Blue Inferno. Okay. Well, either way, this is a wave based minigame where after, I don't know if it's after every wave. Um, yeah, no, it is after each wave. After each wave, you'll be offered a choice. Swallow your pride and leave with the loot you have or risk it all for the next battle. Um, so it's basically, uh, enraged from like, uh, RuneScape 3, where you can double down and make the boss harder. Um, but in exchange, you'll get better loot. And so there will be different uh, enemies that you'll have to fight. And I'm assuming bosses at certain waves and there's going to be modifiers that you can add. Yeah, they're making this kind of a roguelike in a way where they're trying to make it kind of randomized with random modifiers and random waves. Mm -hmm. We want the Fortis Coliseum to feel less like a one and done milestone and more like something you're excited to improve at over time. Some randomizing of enemy spawn locations and even slight variations on the enemies you'll encounter ensure that there's plenty of variety. But there's something else that keeps the crowd coming, screaming for more. You see, no two Coliseum runs at the same. Between waves, you'll be asked to choose between a number of modifiers that'll swing the odds against you and empower your opponents. Plan to go all the way, you'll need to juggle the increasingly tricky waves and chosen modifiers. So you won't get... It'll be like, um... If you've ever played a roguelike, like, um... Nuclear Throne, you know, whenever you level up, you get a choice between certain modifiers for your character. Those ones are beneficial. These ones, you know, after every wave, you'll get a choice of modifiers that will be detrimental. Hey, these are beneficial. 
just to the enemies instead of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's going to be really cool. I hope it has a lot of depth and a lot of um They're going to need to difficulty. really be careful with the balance of these modifiers because otherwise there's just going to be a meta that evolves of always pick these modifiers whenever you get choices. If you see any of these, pick these ones. I mean, I think that's going to be that's going to be what happens anyway. Yeah, I think inevitably that would happen, but um inevitably you need it, to make sure inevitably it will happen but you just need to make sure that none of them are completely non-viable so that people that don't know mm-hmm. the meta yet aren't just like shooting themselves in the foot by not making the meta choices yeah exactly i'm also i i, I think this is gonna be really cool it's yeah it they cool. talk about it as aspirational content so you know i hope that this comes out as something that will appease the no monkeys in the community it, won't. it fucking won't um <laughs> I, I I am fully in, in, in the VOD they call out no yeah, monkey, in, in the VOD they which do. is funny. Uh Mod Sween uh calls him out without saying his name, and then later Kieran just directly calls him out. Um, which mm-hmm. I think is hilarious. Um I don't think that this will appease them for very long. Nothing will. Um they just need to play another game. I <laughs> it's I mean he no monkey's playing RS3. Exactly. Now, so. Like <laughs> I'm not saying that they need to quit old school forever and never come back, but there is not there is no universe where there is a perpetual flow of new content of that caliber for you. It that universe simply does not exist. Um, so start finding some other games to play in between the gaps. That's kind of always how I felt about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I hope I hope that this you know is cool and good and appeases them for longer than other pieces of content will. But as we said near the beginning of the podcast, I'm rather cynical. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I imagine it will be very good, but I think it doesn't matter how good they make content. The Some of the most engaging content in this game was not made because they were trying to make it like super engaging. It just happened to be difficult because and happen to be interesting because look at you know the Ulm fight or even to some extent uh inferno i think a lot of inferno's intricacies and difficulty were accidental yeah i mean you know it so far they've demonstrated that all of their um content that the hlc tends to enjoy has been by accident yeah. right I, I don't know if they've designed I think really good in-depth content on purpose. I think Tom is a decent example of making difficult, complex content on purpose, but they're even there. But there I are think, some difficulty and complexities that were not intentional. Yeah, I don't think Nyla waves are as interesting to the HLC because they designed it to be that way on purpose. I think Nyla waves is a bad example. I think that um, the the way that the waves spawn there probably was a little bit of intention there um, because they had to uh, design maybe. that system. It's not, not like it happens completely randomly, right? They had to make that system. So there probably was some intention yeah. there. But what makes Nyla waves interesting to the HLC, but not uh path of a Meccan, you know, it in, if you break it down, it's both just waves of enemies spawning at you. But one is something that the HLC enjoys and one is despised. It's the speed. Nyla waves okay. just keep fucking going no matter what you do. If you just sit there in Path of Atmechan, the waves also just sit there. Yeah. 
That's I true. think that is the the big difference. But I don't that think makes that was a. I don't think that they they made that choice in sort of a really conscious way. I think that's just like you know how they're like, oh, we don't want players to be overwhelmed, so we'll make the waves only spawn if you kill them. Yeah, and I think similarly consciously they made the decision that they wanted players to be overwhelmed at Nilo's, so they'd keep spawning the waves because Tob was meant to be hard. Yeah. So, but I don't think that was that choice was made to be mechanically interesting. I think that choice was just made, you know, because they wanted to change the feel of the room. I guess I don't know. I, I think I that, know. There might I think that, that is intent in what I'm saying, but yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Fortis Coliseum could be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, if they. If they really sit down and try to figure out I what think, makes, I think that regardless of whether or not the high level community, you know, is able to be satisfied by it for long periods of time, I think regardless of that, it's going to be a good piece of content. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for it. It looks cool. I am very interested to see what the loot will be, because that is going to be a make or break for most players. Yeah, uh, they say they want to pull the loot later, so we don't. Yeah, we know. don't know literally anything. We have no idea. Yeah, so. We I, I talked about this with Oxy. I'm going to keep bringing this up because I talked to Oxy already um, earlier about we all this. talked about this with Oxy. Yeah, whatever, bro. Um, but, you know, the reward space for something like this is pretty narrow because yeah. you can't you can't release any best in slot melee range or mage because we already have that from three raids. Um, we don't have room for new mage armor because we just got that. We don't have room for new range armor because we have that with TOA. New melee armor we get through next. So, you know, all that's left is sort of um, niche items. And what the fuck hmm. does Inferno give you? Best in slot uh, cape. So for melee. We could just do a major range one. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna get that to that. <laughs> this you know, doesn't seem, all, this doesn't seem like a particularly difficult thing to discern. Maybe a best in slot, uh, mage cape because he can't do a ranged one because we get the assembler and TOA gives a kit to make your assembler look that different. That doesn't make a difference. I, I mean, sure, if you could use the kit on whatever the uh, coliseum gives you maybe. i mean that's just kind of the the problem with giving out ornament kits in the first place right eventually that item is going to get replaced let's be honest eventually there's going to be a new best in slot thing if this game keeps yeah. continuing ad infinium eventually there will be better gear so i think that's fair. i think that saying oh well you can't add a new one of these because there's an ornament kit no that shouldn't change that it would be nice if the ornament kit can be applied to the new one, but it's not necessary. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, what, what we ended up coming up with was just a best in slot mage cape, either an upgrade to the existing cape, like you had to attach it or its own separate cape. That'd be fine probably be... with it being its own separate thing. Yeah, I... it'd be like a four or five percent mage boost. Probably four. Just knowing Jagex. <laughs> yeah. 3% feels too minor. Yeah, that feels 4% feels good. Not useful. Anything higher than 5% feels insane. Yeah. And with Shadow, you have right to now, really be careful. Sometimes Mage Cape isn't even worth bringing because it's just 2%. Mm. 
So if you made it, yeah. if you made it three percent, it it's probably still going to be kind of in that zone. If you make it four percent, it's it's a must bring at that point, which is probably right around where it should be. You'd want these items to be like, you know, I need to bring this. So, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd also be fine with range uh, a new backpack upgrade. Um, you know, if it's its own item, cool. If it's an upgrade to the assembler, cool. I don't care. I'd be fine with both of them even coming from the Coliseum. I don't care. And then if we yeah. if we want to get really wacky with it, maybe we add a fucking uh, a fire cape that's just a plus six. <laughs> plus six strength. Oh, something in between. Yeah. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it's necessary, do but I'm just saying if we wanted to get wacky with it just yeah. to make it so you can get one from each style, fuck it. I think it I think they do have to come out with something that is just a best in slot item. Otherwise, yeah, there needs to be some kind of pinnacle reward for like completing it, right? For just doing the Mm -hmm. whole goddamn thing. Um, because because I think if it's niche items, players will feel yeah, players won't be interested. Yeah, they'll feel uh like it's kind of a slap, not a slap in the face, but that it's a like why am I doing you know this aspirational content for basically nothing? To be fair, and. Yeah, are you going to talk about the awakened orbs being basically that? No, um, oh, but okay. go ahead and talk about that because I'm going to kind of derail. Yeah, to I was going to say thing, a, so. a, a, awakened orbs are just aspirational content for what is just a cosmetic upgrade, which I think is fine personally. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. But like this content isn't just hard mode of yeah. existing bosses. This is an entirely new thing. However, and players probably would be a little mad if the inferno came out today and instead of uh the infernal cape it was just a fire cape cosmetic hey, your, that looks like your cheese cape is now burnt yeah like people will be like okay cool however they were talking about this on the vod and uh they talk about it a little bit in here is they don't you know they don't want it to be a one and done thing right and you get to choose to you know after each wave you can choose to leave and claim your rewards so obviously there is more to this than just some pinnacle thing right i think the pinnacle possibly best in slot thing probably comes from completing all of them but there needs to be some amount of just like i guess just drops i don't know maybe they're just like you know various supplies ores, skilling materials whatever that you just get but i imagine there would need to be like some unique things thrown into those pools of things you're just getting for doing some of the waves Mm-hmm. what those are i don't know are they new materials are they actual gear are they things required to make new gear i have no I idea having there's been a lot of items that they've pulled that have not come out because they came out with different ideas like um the mage book from nightmare or is the... that just ward now uh didn't it do something i don't think so i think it was just percent siren book siren i could be Storm. wrong though. okay it was just a four percent mage bonus yeah i don't know uh well there's also, it's also in the, the game anyways it's just on a bookshelf somewhere i don't remember where that's true i think it's uh in death's domain yeah yeah it's in death's domain um yeah there's uh that which i guess isn't a good example um but there's also uh the Hekka, which was designed and never came out. 
I'm sure there's other items that they've designed and never came out that they could implement as like, you know, here's a side grade item that, you know, can come as a reward from the Coliseum that isn't the pinnacle end reward. Yeah. And I think those would be fine as side grades, as long as the pinnacle reward is uh, something that's uh, good. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see the reward space for this because I'm I'm kind of viewing it as I'm not sure how much of like side grades and gear upgrades we're going to get from this because the idea of it is that you can get to like certain waves and you know then you can quit out so mm -hmm. like how the the structure of the way the drops works is going to be very interesting to me because it's like is it going to be like okay you made it to this wave and so now it's like, you know, kind of like turning your TOA invocation up to a certain point and you unlock the ability to get these drops. Is it kind of like that? Or is it like I'm you assuming... get to this point and you just get a thing now? Who knows? So for like the final wave, I'm sure that's going to guarantee you get yeah. like if it's a cape that. But along the way, I'm going to assume, uh, you know, each time you double down, it increases your chance of getting a reward like a unique but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it yeah and i'm sure you'll be dropped like essentially like money drops and supply drops in within like this pool of loot that you're building up over time but mm -hmm. i imagine yeah, that I'm alongside sure that there would be like a chance for it. these these various pieces of gear or whatever so who knows mm -hmm. i'm very interested to see how the reward structure is laid out uh, but that's something for them to figure out between now and early 2024 yes yes it's quite a ways out still so i'm sure we'll hear more about it as the release date comes upon us um but something else that's coming with with it and something that you know is less aspirational and is more for what they were talking about earlier the the mid game mid-level pvm uh the perilous moons well um it is a mid-level quest, an experienced uh, tier quest that gives you access to uh, a dungeon that on the podcast they just, or not on the podcast, on the uh, modcast they talk about as uh, something similar to a mix of Barrows and the Forthos dungeon, where it will be this dungeon that you can explore and probably have to unlock different areas via different means and in different rooms there will be demi bosses that you can fight i'm assuming the demi bosses will drop uh uniques in some way and then yes, they'll have once again a place where i'm curious to the next room what the uh what the reward space is yeah yeah i don't know what they'll put in the rewards here because unfortunately there's a lot of early to mid game gear that exists already yeah so filling in niches there might be hard one of the few niches that i can think of was just filled in by path of Glory. so yeah yeah i don't know what they'll do for this but either DCP, way having more tacits are a plus four right or are they plus two i think they're a plus four having something in between obsidian and tacits yeah, kind of i don't I know thinking. about um because obby does obby have like shitty defenses i don't remember yeah, it has bad defenses. So yeah, maybe you could give like a plus two strength that has mid defensives, like a little bit better than Obby. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, they could do something like that. Um, Obviously, you can't do that for the chess piece because Fighter Torso exists. So I guess you could yeah. make a 
a plus two top, but like most people just go get a fighter torso. Though, I guess that's probably somewhere where I might be out of touch. Um, I imagine that actually a lot of people never do barbarian assault. Um, because yeah, no, I know a lot of people in my clan that have never done it. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that just did a fighter torso for the first time, and he uses uh shadow in like Tebow and stuff. So Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um. So you know who who knows? Maybe they maybe they can put something in there. Yeah, maybe for maybe they can have a the non you know a, BA enjoyers, but BA good. So good to BA mid level. You know, melee set maybe. Yeah, this next thing I'm really excited about, but kind of disappointed it's not coming out sooner because I have to do this content before it comes oh. <laughs> out. The Hunter's Guild. Yes. Unless you had more to talk about. No, I mean, I was going to I was going to maybe theorize a bit on the reward space, but I've who knows? We can talk about that yeah, later. I, I'd honestly rather just see what they have in mind down the road. Yeah, because realistically, maybe I was going to be like design contest. Oh, I don't know, maybe some more range armor or mage armor there's really but no where, space where would it yeah, fit know. you know <laughs> there's um no spot. hunter's guild though um they want it to function kind of like the farmer's guild um and i'm assuming what that means is you'll talk to someone and be like go hunt 39 kevits yeah you'll have and then you get a reward hunter, probably yeah it's it's slayer for hunter i'm assuming um they want to revitalize old methods um you need at least 40 hunter to get in and there's some like pitfall traps nearby. There's a, a bank inside. There's some hunter stores. Um, yeah, I want I want this to not just be the hunter guild, but also to be a mild hunter rework. I hope when they say they yeah. want to breathe new life into older hunter methods that they really mean that because a lot of the older hunter methods suck. They're just terrible. Yeah, they like, say tracking will be taking tracking things. Like following their footprints is fine, but herbivore. Every other method is bad. Herbivore is no, it's it's bad, right? That method is bad. Yeah. But herbivore proved that that gameplay loop is fine. It's just that the XP and rewards that you get are normally terrible, and herbivore yeah, gives yeah, you sorry, decent meant, of both of that. I mean, uh, every other method besides herby is bad. Yeah, herby and like maybe chins. Chins are okay. Well, chin's not the the tracking. Chin's yeah. is just uh yeah, but yeah, tracking. The, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. So with and similarly with, hunter, with pitfalls, like pitfalls are just kind of dead content. Yeah. So basically, what you do with hunter is you go to a hunting location, you ignore every other method except for the one where you place a trap on the ground and the mob gets stuck in the trap. You interact with the trap and repeat. And so, you know that that's how birds work. Except you can't place the trap yourself you get to click on a a little stick tree that exists but for no birds for birds, birds you, you do that yeah, birds you set up a thing yeah, yeah. but it's i think you meant unlike so with birds and salamanders you get to click on like no. a pre-existing thing you've never hunted no. a bird clearly birds you it's a stick on the ground and you yeah it, no there's not a pre-existing stick oh, no, you can I'm just put a bird of, snare anywhere I'm you thinking want of salamanders yeah, salamanders are the only ones that do that yeah Okay, so salamanders, you do that. Birds, you you place the the thing. Um, yeah, snaring birds and catching chins is like the same gameplay loop. Yeah, and I'm gonna say salamanders don't deviate enough. No, from that salamanders loop to... are very similar, but they just have a thing yeah. that already exists in the world. And you have to put a rope and a net on it. Yeah, so 
really hunter feels the same all the way to 99 outside of you could do Irby, which you know a lot of players do because it's a break from the rest of hunter or you can do uh the monkey tail oh, trapping yeah. which, which is fine is it exists fine it's kind of slow um but you know my complaint is hunter feels the same from 1 to 99 yeah. and having other methods that are viable because there are methods that are you know feel different you have butterflies uh which feel very different and i actually did for a bit because there's small periods where butterflies are actually a better xp than other methods you have tracking which is bad because the xp is bad you have deadfall traps which uh you only do with maniacal monkeys uh, you have pitfall traps, which are really annoying to do. Um, I'm not even going to talk about aerial fishing because aerial fishing is a joke. Doggy. It, yeah, it's Awful. not good. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, implings technically are hunting, but you don't get good XP. Yeah, like, from I guess it, you could so. go to Puro Puro and just like farm yeah. implings, but you don't really do that for XP. People do birdhouses. That's also the same gameplay loop as uh, butterflies. Yeah. So, you know, I I want them to add other methods that are viable. And hopefully this is a way to do that. The the Um, guild itself is cool, but it's kind mm -hmm. of it's kind of like the forestry thing for me where it's like. We need details. Yeah, I need details and I mostly want it to be a rework of the core mechanics to make them actually not a pain in the ass. And then forestry kind of turned into more than that with the events and stuff, which personally, I it's whatever. I don't care. But, you know, as we have mm-hmm. spoken to before, it would have been nice if it was just like a rework of the base mechanics of woodcutting to make it a little less of a pain in the ass. And that's it. Yeah. And I hope that's what this is. But yeah, that's all the questions in the blog. But there's some more information we can glean by looking at the map. Um, There is a... Col- uh, I'm assuming this is part of the dungeon network that's going to be coming with the with the perilous moons or whatever they called the quest. I doubt um, it. I think these are going to be separate dungeons. You think so? I don't think it's going to be one continuous network. Um, but okay. it could be. I don't know. I think that the, yeah, there's a bunch of little dungeon entrances here and there. I think that the colossal worm remains and the one north of it might be connected. But to have the the colossal worm remains and the counter room entrance to all the fucking way over there be connected seems a little odd i imagine perilous moons is going to be kind of its own thing kind of contained within the mountain of ralus's rise um Mm -hmm. and then maybe the rest of this stuff down here will be connected but who knows yeah um there's yeah like you said also there's the colossal worm remains looks cool which is going to be an agility thing yeah there's an agility icon there i'm yeah i'm assuming that's going to be a uh, agility course somehow yeah, you probably just like climb around the worm remains that'd be kind of cool <laughs> yeah so that, that's neat i don't know where that'll fit in in the training meta but uh you know it's nice to if have I were to guess nowhere yeah <laughs> uh there's a bunch of hunter areas kind of all around below uh fortis that that's i'm assuming where a lot of the hunter guild stuff will take you is to go do that there's some like pitfall stuff over there um, below the avium savanna um there's 
a locus oasis which i don't know what's going to go on there there's a, a tree i think icon. it's probably just like a quest spot eventually probably that makes sense um the tree icon is just it's kind of like haha we just put trees here because mm -hmm. they mark all rare trees on the map and they just decided to put trees there yeah there's a lot of um ports everywhere so i you you were mentioning the other day one of our friends talking about this, but I do feel like Varlamore was designed with sailing in mind. I don't think so. Um, if you look at the Personally. at the broader map, there's an island that's just Canal Island. It kind of looks like Venice or something. Just tons of canals everywhere. Uh, Varlamore itself has a giant port in Fortis. Um, there's a port area to the south of the uh, Hunter Guild with another port on the little island to the west of it. Uh, there's another port to the southeast of Fortis. There's a lot of ports everywhere. I don't think that that's indicative of being designed for sailing, though, because look at the rest of the fucking game map. There's already ports everywhere. It's just, that's it's just how the world true. is designed. I think that it yeah, happens fair. to be you know, conductive to sailing, but I think that adding a giant port into a city isn't necessarily a sign of there being ready them being ready for sailing. It could just be, yeah, it looks cool that there's a giant port here. I don't know. Having so many ports in such a small area, though, because like if you look at like, you know, Kandarin, you have Port Kazard and Feldapil's. I think it's really the only ports that exist in Kandarin. I mean, yeah, uh, but even... Oh, you have Witchhaven, too. I mean, even Zaya itself, or Karend itself, you got the one on uh, Land's End, and then you got the other one at... Uh, uh, or, yeah, you get the one at Land's End and the one at Port Piscarilius. Um, yeah. You know, they kind of threw them around. Th that's only two for the entirety of Karend. And notably, there is not a lot going on on the eastern shore whereas on uh in varlamore there's actually like some islands and stuff so it would logically make sense that there are more ports around yeah but they didn't throw any ports around like mount uh Ketamortem. where would they go from there uh, yeah. and who lives there nobody nobody but you know there's the only place random... that i could have seen them adding another port is maybe at the farming guild uh yeah but there isn't one there yeah but like because they, where would you, know, you go from there they could add just a little you know random fucking town there like they did with the sunset coast on in varlamore you know yeah the sunset coast seems pointless um i'm not yeah i, I think it's just kind of or for some reason there's a trading post just south of uh of uh fortis so yeah i, I think a lot of it's just kind of their they're going back to the idea of just building the world to be a world mm. just to have it make sense, you know, because um, they're, they're not also they're trying to avoid release state Zaya where there's yeah. just nothing anywhere. And mm -hmm. it just looks weird. Having the the island, too, that's just a bunch of canals, though. I just think that like... that's cool. I would have added I mean, that cool. without Zaya or without sailing personally. I just think it's yeah. a fucking cool as shit aesthetic. And also, if it's made for sailing, why on the map does it show that there's permanently stuck boats in it? Well, you can't I, even I mean, sail through. Gonna be, 
you're not going to be sailing through but it. That You'll would be, be like docking there. But that would be like the cool part of having a city like that with sailing is you'd want to sail through it. Uh, In my I, opinion. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> so. I think it's just. You know. They've added a lot of ports, though, and, and, and more than I think they would have otherwise added if sailing wasn't a consideration. I don't know. Maybe I'm delusional, but I just don't think so. I don't know. Cope. See, well, I, I think that um, they just wanted to put ports around because they wanted to make the world feel real. Because, like, if you look at, yeah. for example, the the area to um, the west of Rallis's Rise on the complete map, there are no mm-hmm. ports. There are none. Yes. So. Um, that's fair. But I don't know how you would access Rallis's Rise from the water because it's a mountain. No, I mean so. just like the, the entire forest to the west of Rallis's Rise. Mm, there is no port mm, there. I see. On anywhere on that yeah. landmass. I think, and we I think don't... the reasoning for that is because it is largely uninhabited. And it, we're just adding ports to areas that are inhabited because world building. Fair. We don't really know what's going on there with the the two settlements there on the west coast of it. And well, whatever that the one, big the one on the far west coast the is clearly ancient ruins. It's got that fucking ancient ruin, like weird temple with squares around it look that all the Zaya temples have. Um, you think so? Absolutely. Okay. Um, this is like a this area that's kind of on the west here that's like foresty. This is like a mm-hmm. Kebos lowlands kind of area that's like a largely uninhabited kind of foresty area that you can go explore. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And then there's like a lands end type deal on the the eastern shorefront there where it looks like there's like wheat fields or something. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah, like to know. me. That's you know purely game theory. Yeah, to access it is going to be a, a challenge for sure, though. You'll have to go quite out of your ways to, to get there. Yeah, the Venice City, I personally just think that that's cool. I like that aesthetic of, like, cities, these, like, islands that are, have, like, these big moats in between them. And, the, like, buildings are, like, just floating on, well, not floating on the water, but built into the water. I think that's just cool. Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. That'll be a cool place to explore. I'm very excited to see what that is. There's the area that is directly east of the Stranglewood, this kind of like brown forest, kind of like the Podzol mm-hmm. look in Minecraft, you know? Oh, uh, I said I was talking about this earlier when we were talking about the uh, Stonecutter uh, in uh, the Dwarf City mm-hmm. uh, is the only place where you can get like... Oh, yeah, uh, the, the the place down there is labeled Stonecutter Stonecutter Outpost. Outpost, yeah. Yeah, that's probably going to be another way to get. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe there'll be an actual another stonemason there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible too that there might be new materials for new ways of training True. construction. I just noticed uh, in the Podzol area we got a druidic ritual site. You can uh, see there's like the Stonehenge shit, uh, kind of near the waterfront. Where at the Podzol area? Yeah, it's like uh, the it's north of Rallis's Rise. Uh, just kind of go straight up from Alice's Rise, and eventually you'll see it. Stonehenge. I don't see what you're talking you're about. Fucking, you're terrible. I am going straight north. You see, of... you see, like the giant tree trunk. That's probably not a giant tree yeah. trunk, but it kind of literally just looks straight up. Oh, oh, I see it. Yeah, it's it's real small. Yeah, there's like a little. There's a little. Ritual. I was looking for something there. big. No, 
It, with like white outlines. I, I mean, I literally referenced the Druidic ritual place, man. It's it it looks well, literally identical. I don't identical know what the, that. that looks like on the map. You're useless. How often do I'm, am I like, hmm, I'm I'm excited to go look at Taverly on my map. I don't know, but I just like have this game map memorized. So I just assumed you did too. <laughs> yeah, no, they have that. Um, there's also like a giant tree. Yeah, gi- I don't think it's actually a giant tree trunk. It looks like it's like something that has a giant moat around it. Because it looks like that like thing is a Above. bridge. No, I think that's a giant tree trunk. It'd be cool if it it's was, got, but to me, to me, it looks kind of like it's just like a big piece of dirt with a bunch of rings in it. Because it looks like there's a bridge going to it. Maybe, but there's another giant tree on the map. There's a, uh one to the southwest of Alice's Rise yeah. in the wooded area. I saw that. It has like a but, a fort around it. But that looks significantly different than the giant tree <laughs> that the giant air quotes tree that we're. I mean, that one's even bigger. So. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. We'll have to see when it comes out. Yeah, there's some broken boats, which is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Some like fort thing to the east yep. of that mountain that's there too. There's some evil some, shit going on there for sure. Yeah, it looks like there's a big like brazier or something on that mountain. Yeah, at the peak. There's a cave to the northwest of it. It looks like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to there's tell. A ladder um, icon there. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about forestry, where oh, I wish no. it was Papa's all coming to my door. <laughs> can I can I keep speaking, or do we need to deal with yeah, Papa? Yeah, yeah, keep speaking. Um, this kind of goes back to what I was saying with forestry, where one second, actually, I'm sorry, motherfucker. I thought he would fuck off. He's not Papa, doing that. I'm gonna punt kick you across this hallway. This fucking guy. All right, we got a Papa cast. Oh my god! Oh god, Papa! You piece of shit. Never mind. I'm gonna bring him out. He's gonna (laughs) be annoying. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about forestry, where I was talking about how I didn't like that they split the release up into two parts. I hope Mm. that every time they give a release of content on Varlamore, that it is substantial. This first one yeah. looks to be decently substantial, and I'm happy with it. And well, I, yeah, so and I hope that how it, many parts are they splitting this into? We don't know. I don't think. I think it's unless two they parts. unless they listed it. Uh, and I just didn't read it because I haven't read all these. To make this happen, we're splitting. No, oh, just as multi-part. Yeah, They'll span the whole of 2024. So okay, there is. One of my problems with the way content releases in this game is I don't want us to just be like, yeah, we added this. Um, you can now access the mountain over here. I, I am, I'm going to assume it's going to be, you know, the the first area Fortis and all that stuff. And then second release will probably be all the stuff on the West Coast area. And then the last one will be like the northern area. I kind of so imagine like the northern parts. area will be next to, in order to connect the uh, Stranglewood. Uh, that would make sense, yeah. Having Fortis and the area around it as the first release, though, makes sense for uh, being able to experience the big parts yeah. first. And I, I want... I, basically, what I want is I don't want them to be releasing tiny little updates because, in my opinion, forestry... While it is, you know, a somewhat 
significant rework of the woodcutting skill. The first update didn't it didn't feel like that much content, I'm gonna be honest. And it was mm-hmm. hyped up to be like this big rework. Whereas it, it really it really wasn't that much. And even after part two comes out, it's still not gonna be that much. I really wish that it had all just released at once. Yeah. Because then it would have felt a lot more substantial. And I really hope that Varlamore does not suffer that same problem where it's like, yeah, we're gonna release some of the stuff. And it just ends up not being a lot to sink your teeth into. The first one, as long as like the the Fortis Coliseum and the Barrows shit passes, there's probably gonna be enough stuff, right? There's a decent bit of stuff going on there. And then also, you know, we got some quests going on. Sure, whatever. As long as we keep getting some decent, juicy bits of content in future Varlamore updates, it'll be fine. But I don't want them to just be like, yeah, now you gain access to the Venice uh, Island. And it's just got like some shops and stuff on it. And there's yeah, a quest that and there's a quest that like doesn't really give any rewards, but it's just lore. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Add stuff that I can actually play to the game. Please. Thank you. Yeah, it I I hope it's at most three parts and that each part feels substantial and there's plenty going on. Um a quest release with with each part would do good to make sure that it feels like at least we're getting something. And don't give me some bullshit twisted tale quest. Yeah, don't give me I'm a fine fucking... with those being added to the game. Feel free to add those mm-hmm. as well because, you know, they're not I, I assume they're not super difficult to develop because you don't do any like crazy rewards, you don't do any crazy storylines. It's just like, yeah, here's a thing that happens in this town and you get like some gold and quest points. Cool. But also give me a real fucking quest. <laughs> Yeah, just please. I lost my thought. Fuck. Get fucked. Um, don't fuck it up. Yeah, please just don't give us another um, uh, Garden of Death quest. That quest sucked. Yeah, it was a it was lame. Um, I'm fine with those quests being in the game. I would prefer that they don't drag on with the exact same mechanic for as long. Garden of Death. Uh, the idea of it's fine, right? Like I'm fine with the idea of Twisted Tales. The one next to the Farming Guild is way better than Garden of Death. Because the one next to the Farming Guild, you just like do some stupid stuff, kill a bear that doesn't have a head, and then try and convince a guy that you actually killed it. It's funny. Sure. Mm-hmm. Garden of Death is just walk to this place and solve a puzzle. Then walk to the next place and solve basically the same puzzle, but a little different this time. And then walk to the next place and solve basically the same puzzle. And then walks to the next place and solve basically the same puzzle. Yeah, if, it just if went there was some so variety long. in it, it would have been fine. Like, something to break up each puzzle, but there wasn't. So it was just, haha, do the same puzzle over and over again. This is kind of boring. Uh, I'm told if you did it with a quest guide or the quest helper, it was literally like a two-minute quest. Um, But blind down release like we did, it took fucking forever. Yeah, and I don't think... Similarly to how I don't think the game should be designed for Iron Man, I don't think the game should be designed with Quest Helper in mind. No. Yeah, that would be bad precedent. I mean, I heard Mod... Um, oh, shit. What's his name? The the J Mod that's all about the lore. He did uh, most of the Desert Treasure 2 lore stuff. Um, you probably don't know. I have his name written down, actually, I think. Hold on. Oh, do you? He was on the Sebe cast recently. 
No, I don't. Mod Ed. Ed, okay. I was thinking of Mod Ed was talking about um you know, he knows that people will quest help through it. Um and he doesn't really mind too much. He wishes people would enjoy the lore, but if quest helping helps you enjoy quests then yeah, do it cuz you know, some people also will do quest helper because they might not enjoy the puzzles, but it lets them uh, you know, t- uh hear the dialogue without having to you know, try to speed through it. Yeah, and in my opinion, Garden of Death wasn't even good at that front because you really don't learn anything no. lore-wise until yeah. like the very end. And there's yeah, like a tiny little lore now. Opinion. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so I'd make Barlamore great, and you don't have to do it again because you're doing it for the first time. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it, it looks promising. Um. There's definitely some ways they could fuck it up. But I think that so far it's looking good. Yeah. The content that is already pulled and really? on its way looks good. The landmass itself looks exciting. It's kind of fun to have a place where you can speculate as to what new things will be added. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I think overall it's a it's a great it's a great update. It's great. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's on the way. Yeah, I'm very excited for everything they showed off in the summer summit. I think it's a little silly that they put the Christmas yeah, dude, and I'm Halloween so fucking events hyped on for the Halloween event now that they put it on the fucking um, uh, roadmap. <laughs> that changes everything for me. They could have just made the Forestry Part 2 and the mid-level PVM update bigger boxes, and then less players would be bitching about those two boxes being taken up by holiday events. But I don't think it matters that I think that they much. just put them um, on there because, haha, everybody else in the games industry puts their events on their roadmap. Mm, do they? Yep. That's dumb. As a Destiny player? Yep. And in Destiny, events are even more formulaic than they are in RuneScape. Destiny events are fucking awful. Because it's just the, literally the exact same thing every year. It's so bad. So I appreciate the fact that events in RuneScape are just this silly little thing that is themed to the current season where you just get some funny cosmetics and it's different every year. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fucking do the dawning every year. And it's always the same. Yeah. Fuck you, Bungie. Yeah, no, I think I think I don't really care too much. Um, but yeah, it, it is a little odd, though, um, from the perspective of a RuneScape player. That those are on there at all. We just that we take for granted that those are showing up. Why do they need to be on there? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, uh, everything they showed off is pretty exciting. I think Barlamore by far is the most exciting of them. But, you know, there's some good changes on the horizon. Um, they talked about in the uh, release blog for today that they are going to be working on the TOA changes very soon yeah, thank fucking because God. they heard feedback that, you know, players want that sooner rather yeah, than later. I, I had intended to talk about it last week. I don't think we really got around to it, but I don't remember where you posted it, but there was that like mod light. Yeah, there was a tweet or yeah. whatever about how they Reddit po- or uh, yeah, Reddit post. the way they yeah, it was a Reddit post. Sure. And they were talking about like how they deal with QL and how the QL wasn't coming anytime soon. And that just seemed fucking stupid to me. 
It's like, what's the point of pulling it if it's not going to come out in any time soon? I thought the whole point of pulling mm-hmm. it was saying, hey, here's the stuff we want to do, and we're going to start working on it as soon as the poll is over. Just not like, you know, we're not going to work on all of it, but we're going to start going through it. If you're going to pull it, start working on it immediately afterwards. Yeah. I, that, that's kind of the assumption with polls is you are going to be working on it when you pull it. Yeah, basically, QOL stuff has a low priority in their eyes and they'd rather be working on new content and i'm like well i'd rather they not work on forestry at all anymore and instead make all those ql changes true yeah i except still add the pheasant transmog to the beaver because i think it's funny i think they said we're getting the the toa changes next week i believe that's what i saw let me read it again but i don't think so was it other changes that we're getting uh, I don't think it's other changes that we're getting next week. I just don't think we're getting QL changes next week. I think we're getting them when they're done. So it could be next you week. You should see these, uh, starting with the Path of a Mechan changes, even better, you should see these in next week's game update, provided that testing goes yeah, down. So probably. Yeah, probably next week. But as we have mentioned before, I'm quite, be I'm quite the cynical about this. <laughs> yeah, by the time this episode comes out, Path of a Mechan changes should be within a day or two. And dude, so. I'm I'm sorry. It can't fucking take a week to add a fucking item or a fucking object to the main room that lets you send shit to the bank. I know, dude. Hello? There's no way that takes a week. How could that not just be tossed in with the path of a mechan changes? Yeah, how is there not? I mean, really, it's just a bank deposit yeah. box that you can only deposit certain items on. Why? Why does it you even know? need to be certain items? You just can't deposit um, raid materials. Just deposit whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? <sighs> I don't even care. Like, yeah, you get more inventory spaces if you put away one of your switches, but you need all your switches. So, I don't know. What's the problem? <laughs> Just make a bank deposit box. And then obviously, you know, the TOA supplies can't be banked. So, cool. You're done. Yeah, I guess if you can just deposit anything... That's fine. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to deposit gear, but actually, what's yeah, the harm? What's in the that? harm? Yeah, like it lets it you allows me be to have slightly more efficient with your it lo- loadouts. Yeah, it lets me have more of my bring... shit or more of my TOA supplies in my inventory, and that's nice. Yeah, you could that's bring Q- items... That's the whole point of the QOL. <laughs> it's quality mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> yeah, you could bring items specifically for a certain room. Yeah, like it, like if you have something my blue part is you want to use. I don't need that shit. Yeah, get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah, bring blue partisan, drop it off after you do Kefri. Um, you could bring blowpipe and get rid of it once you do. Well, yeah, once uh, you're finished with the first two bosses, you don't really need pipe anymore. Yeah, you could. I guess keep first it two, assuming for... you're doing Otmekin and then uh, Scarabus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you use it at Aka too, but yeah, I guess. it's not the most important. You could just. Bofa the shadow. Yeah. Which I normally do anyways. But like, yeah. I I think just chuck a bank deposit box in there. Why not? Yeah, it just it just blows yeah. my mind that it's like, yeah, we it's, need months to do that. No, you don't. You just don't well, want to take the time. It's not that they just, need months to do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's that's that, what I was about to say. Is yeah. You don't want to just take the time to just go bang it out real quick. Just fucking do it, man. The whole yeah. reason we voted yes is because we want it in the game. And I want to do the raid now. Weird. 
a lot of like big QL changes have been JMods doing stuff in their free time, which is like, why is that like mod Ash doing a bunch of stuff in his free time should not be how we get engine changes. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I understand, though, the the constant drive for new content, because that's what gets players excited. But, you know, some old content should get some love every once in a yeah. while. It's what like gets players excited and what third update or something should be like a QL update. It's it's what gets you know? players excited and it's also what continues to draw new players to the game. Um when they had mm-hmm. the uh CEO on at the beginning of the uh oh yeah the podcast or podcast, god damn it. The I know, I did the same thing. Um the summer summit. summit. When they had him on at the beginning, he was talking can, about how Can I say something real yeah, quick? They kept changing his camera angle after every <laughs> yeah. time he finished they, a sentence. It, they, they, like, did, they didn't just do that it. for the CEO. They did that for all of the like shots that were done like that. They'd always like change it the was camera really angle. Distracting. Yeah, it was it was odd. There there was a certain like, style. At, at one point, I was like, okay, I know when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's after every sentence or whenever he they do a big pause, camera change. Yeah, big pause, it's, camera change. Yeah. Sentence end, camera change. And it's like stop it. I, I think they they did a survey. Um, after the summer summit that was like what did you think of the production value of the of the summer summit and personally i thought it was great i i loved the set i loved the fucking the shirts they were wearing the fucking baron themed mm-hmm. hawaiian shirts were fucking hilarious um you know they've been they've been really good with their production value of those announcements and it kind of makes it a little more hype i do really appreciate that yeah. um and i do hope they keep doing that because i think it's cool i think it's fun but yeah the <laughs> The video sections, I, I think they were mostly fine, but that is the one big criticism. It's like, why do we need to keep changing the goddamn camera angle? <laughs> I didn't even notice the shirts were was barren. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just it was a little Hawaiian shirt with the little up. barons on it. It's great. That's really cute. It was awesome. Yeah, and the other one has a gnome monk or not gnome monkey, a uh, gnome child. Yeah. And then I think, where can I get one of these? You can't. I want. I know. I'm. I'm amazed that those they weren't like, yeah, these Hawaiian shirts. There's two barren ones. Yeah, because I was about to say, I think either Ed or Sween also had a uh, a barren one, or it might have been Arcane. I don't remember. Yeah, it's mod Arcane and then mod Aiza. Yeah, the Arcane one has the like flat art style, like really cute barren. um, And then Aiza's was just kind of the barren pet model. The in-game model. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love I love that shit. It was so funny. I was That's I was really totally good. expecting at some point on the um, mod Ed just has a normal Hawaiian. shirt. Yeah. I was expecting at some point for them to have just been like, yeah, do you like these Hawaiian shirts? Well, they're on the merch store, but they never did. And I was surprised. It's very, yeah, very Elena has just pineapples. Yeah. I, I loved the, okay. I loved the theming of it, though. It was fun. Um, I hope they keep doing the summits like that because the winter summit had a little bit of that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I hope they keep leaning into that. It's fun. Um, what was I going to say though? Oh yeah, the CEO was talking about how the OSRS community is bigger than ever, uh, according to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's good to hear. Player numbers are going up. Yeah. That means the game can continue existing. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's driving them to make more of these mid-level content updates is because. There's They've a lot of new players. There's so many new players, apparently. Yeah. Like, the game is growing. That is good. That is what we as players want. We want there to be more players because then they're going to be more encouraged to invest more in the game, develop more content, and just make the game better. It's going to be good. So that was good to hear. Um, 
another note that I had is uh, Kieran had asked uh, Mod Mank, who I didn't know was like he won Dead Man tournaments in the past and now he's a mod. Yes. That's super cool. Yeah. Did you not know who Mod nope, Mank was before? Not at all. I don't keep up yeah, with him. Yeah, he was a huge PvP guy. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know that. So it's cool that he's on the team. Um, yeah. And uh, Kieran had asked him at one point what it's like uh, being a member of the team. And he Mank just gave like some dead man related answer about how cool it's been to work on dead man. And I was really hoping he would have a, a more uh, an answer more along the lines of how it's been transitioning from being a player of the game to being a developer of the game and like how the mindset has changed. Um, yeah, that'd been it would have been very interesting to hear. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's the summer summit. They're just talking about the new stuff. So it's not a big mm -hmm. deal. But I, I was just. You know, I, yeah, I always want to hear the juicy a, developer bits. So, you know, maybe our next guest uh, <laughs> after our uh, secrets scheduled guest, which you'll hear uh, sometime next month, maybe. Uh, but maybe after that guest, we can have a, a J mod on. That'd be sick. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be I'll, interested to I'll know like Arcane and now Manked, I think would be two of the ones that I'd be very interested in because they've gone from being players to being developers. And mm -hmm. as someone who knows about game development and is also a player of games, I, yeah, I would be really think... interested to know how the experience of being a player of a game to becoming a developer of that same game. I want to I'd be curious to know how that goes. Yeah, I think talking to Mod Manked specifically because like I am a player that is somewhat interested in PvP, but I feel gated out of doing real PvP. Yeah, I, I kind of feel know? the same way. So I think it would be really interesting to talk to him. Um, Mod Arcane 2 would be interesting as, you know, he's responsible for some of the high level content that's come out yeah, recently. He's he's a lot so, more. He's kind of big on the PVM side. Interesting mm -hmm. to see that he's on the league's team. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense, mm -hmm. but, yeah. um, you know, cool. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll uh, maybe reach out after this. Uh, this recording and see if i can get that going yeah, it'd be cool to talk to either of them but obviously you know i'm sure they got a lot of shit to do so they don't have time yeah. for our dumb asses um, yeah especially because we record <laughs> at the time we record yeah. i mean we could but I'm we could accommodate to them probably so yeah i think that's what I'd, we'd do. I'd be willing to do that to talk to either of them that'd be yeah. kind of cool so yeah we'll, we'll see we'll um see. let me look at what else i i had noted i've here. been reaching out a little bit more trying to get um some some bigger guests cool yeah I uh I had a failed attempt uh trying to get uh <laughs> a mudkip on. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I was in his chat and I mentioned that we we're gonna be having um uh Rakeen and tried too hard on because he was talking about Rakeen. I was like, oh yeah, I'm talking to him soon on the podcast I do. And he was like, oh cool. Uh, and I gave him the information about the cod podcast because he asked and I was like haha wouldn't it be cool if you were on at some point and he's like i don't do podcasts i was like damn it dang damn it roll <laughs> yeah yeah so you know i'm trying i'm trying uh yeah i wouldn't be we doing got that. a suggestion the other day to get a uh someone from the wiki team on i'm gonna see maybe about that i don't know anything about them so i don't know if yeah, that's I... something you'd be interested in or not bird the 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 entire concept of the wiki has always been fascinating to me so i, I don't yeah. know if I, I don't know what the the deal with him is but yeah it, it could be interesting to, to talk to him i don't know i'd have to talk to the person that suggested it first to find out like what 
the the individual is into and like what we had talked to them about because I don't know anything about We're them. We're talking about you, the problem. Mouse. Yeah, if you're listening. Mouse, I'm going to I mean, I presume he listens because, you know, I know he, at least, yeah, he, I know he at least listened to the first episode because he gave us like the detailed feedback on it. So I don't know. If yeah, he still does. And I presume he also listened to our guest episode mm. with uh, Rakeen and Try because if, know, it, if all... it were up to me, nobody would listen to this podcast. It's terrible. Uh, true. So fucking true. Um, Other thing that I had noted down. Uh, Varlamore being added to the game once it is fully added and has a decent amount of content may mean that there will be a new achievement diary in the game. Mm, because Corendon Kebos is Corendon Kebos and does not include yeah. Varlamore. What inventory slot would it be? I don't know. I, at this point, it has to be an inventory slot that already exists because we have all of them. Yeah. Yeah, we have all so of them. It, it could be multiple some, weapons. Yeah, I was about to say, it could be something along the lines of like, oh, you know, we have a sword and we have a banner. So maybe there's like some other kind of funny item. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's... Another weapon would be fine. Like a spear. Yeah, maybe it, maybe a two-handed weapon of some kind. It could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, really, you don't use them no. as actual but, gear. You know, it's funny to theorize what they are just because it's funny. Yeah, I don't know why I get spear vibes from Varlamore or like Halberd vibes for some reason. As cool as that um, would be, I want like a big fucking like I want an achievement diary item that has the fucking god sword animation. <laughs> that'd be sick. Um, I don't know. Maybe a new piece of jewelry for your neck. Maybe yeah. Um, because what what is the the desert necklace one desert amulet is amulet so maybe a maybe a necklace or uh maybe a bracelet for yeah the glove slot because that's a technically a different piece of maybe equipment. maybe a fucking like circlet or tiara for the head slot who knows who knows yeah. i don't but know that, We're just that's not gonna happen for a long time because obviously they're gonna want to have a decent bit of content in Varlamore yeah. before they make the diary, similarly to how the Karen diary. Zaya took a long yeah, time. The, the Karen diary didn't come out until Karen and Kebos, or the, the Kebos Lowlands existed, which was a long time after it was initially added to the game. So mm-hmm. that's going to happen no time soon, but it was something funny that I was thinking about like, oh, we're getting a new region. That means theoretically maybe a new achievement diary eventually. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't think about that. Um, it could also just be rolled into the Karend one. I kind of doubt it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so either. They don't have a tendency of um, adding new diary tasks to existing diaries. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it would probably be a, a new area once the, the entire area has been rolled out. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for for all the Summer Summit stuff, unless you have any final closing thoughts. Um... No, I'm I'm looking through my my little notes. I got nothing. And then also sailing. We're not going to talk about sailing. Go listen to an old episode. Yeah. I voted yes. That's we'll talk about it when it comes out and we play it when the I think that's the last time we'll talk about it or the next time we'll talk about it. Yeah, I unless they have like, you know, or, you know, we'll probably talk about it when uh, beta releases, I bet. Because mm-hmm. they'll release beta, probably multiple betas, I'd imagine, over time. Um, so if there's any yeah. like big, interesting things going on in betas, we might talk about it 
Um, but overall, I voted yes. I think sailing looks cool. Yeah, I voted yes as well. And by the time this comes out, voting will be closed. Yeah. Um, I would, closes in two days. I would, <laughs> I would yell at people to vote, but it doesn't matter. Um, but right now there is the gigapole going on, which is just kind mm-hmm. of an outline of everything that happened. And it was like, yeah, sh- should this be added? And then obviously the blogs that we've just gone through have further detailed uh, poll questions that will be asked later, assuming that that relevant, you know, part on the giga poll passed. So, yep. Very cool. Very epic. But if you want to hear more of this podcast, make sure you follow it, like and subscribe, smash that bell icon, beat the shit out of it or do whatever. You do for whatever platform you listen on. Share it with your friends as well. That really helps. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can respond to the Q&A question at the bottom where sometimes I'll have a custom question. But other times I'm looking for feedback where I ask, you know, uh, what do you think about the episode? And it's a good way to reach out and let us know what you think. You can also do that via our Discord, which is linked in the description where you can talk to us uh, via Discord. Um, we get dms sometimes or i should say i get dms i don't think bird ever does Nobody talks to uh, me. keep it that people. way yeah i get dms from people uh giving us feedback on the show or giving us suggestions for what we should talk about and that is uh very helpful and really cool whenever that happens um, i'd like to clarify um if you really want to read mm-hmm. out, reach out to me you can i'm a chronic non-responder though so if i don't respond to you i don't hate you I just probably yeah. sometimes I'll DM bird for like three days and he won't respond. And I'm like, did I yeah, and event- bird? eventually we'll be like in a call and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I read all those things. I just yeah, didn't respond because I didn't respond. I just didn't have like a response that I felt was adequate. So I just don't. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but if, yeah you... if you want to reach out, be either in the discord or reach out to Spari. That's probably a better idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also reach out on Twitter uh at Guthix rest pod on twitter or you can do it via my personal twitter but i don't use that one as much because twitter is a burning hellscape uh, you mean um, x <sighs> you can also go to youtube and get the video version where bird might eventually get back to doing Ooh, that again i did one of them that's be <laughs> happy about them. it <laughs> that's, that's yeah, very get. far behind it's like what 12 episodes I'm at behind like now episode seven baby yeah um so that'll be a thing uh you can also uh subscribe to us on patreon where we've now released two count uh, patreon exclusive episodes yeah count them two uh my current idea is i want to do at least two episodes a month that are patreon exclusive where i just kind of ramble about things one with bird one by myself maybe i'll include bird in both of them i don't know it's a lot of extra recording for him to do with me. Uh, so you think I got? You think um, I got anything better to do? True. I don't know the the solo one. I just kind of recorded in the middle of the week, banged out the editing right afterwards, and just uploaded it. So yeah, I mean, notably also there was like a thing that you specifically couldn't talk about with me yet. So it was like it made yeah, sense for it that, to be just you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's sort of a more ramble style thing where we just kind of talk, little editing done. Um, not saying I do much editing here, but even less over there. Um, and we kind of talk about things that might not be super 
relevant to the main feed. You know, we talked about or I talked about the Desert Trader 2 bosses without Bird. Uh, and then uh, we talked about Baldur's Gate 3 on the last one. So if that interests you, you can subscribe to Patreon at any of the tiers and get that content. Um, but if you don't like subscription models, you can go give us a one-time donation at Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash Rest. Wow. And uh, goodbye. See ya. That's everything.